Hey there, folks. What's happening? What the fuck is going on? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Saturday show. I hope you're doing well. I know I'm doing well. It's uh, it's about that time of the year, folks. Almost time to wrap up the uh, podcast for the year. This will be our uh, last live show of the year, the last Saturday show uh, of 2018, and uh, I want to thank everyone who has turned in, uh, who has tuned in and downloaded the podcast in 2018. I'll do one final uh, show on Thursday for you guys to kind of wrap up the year. I might make that one live too, don't know yet, but uh, it should be pretty good. So uh, in the meantime, folks, I want to uh, just make a couple quick announcements uh, regarding the show. We'll be, uh, we've done pretty well for the show in 2018. Um, This was, I celebrated my 10th year of podcasting just in general in 2018, so that was a milestone, uh, started monetizing the, uh, the podcast via Patreon and, uh, anchor listener support this year too, so I really appreciate all the patrons who have supported this show, and, uh, mark my words, in 2018 we'll get those uh, rewards, uh, set up. So, for uh, the new year, and uh, all that jazz, let's take a uh, quick moment to hear about our sponsor for this uh, podcast, and then I'll tell you about my guest for the program. Alrighty, folks, now that the bills are paid for the uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen, my guest for today's slash night's show is the one and only Jeffrey Hamill. Uh, For those of you who uh, don't know who I'm talking about, Jeff Hamill is the former co-host of my old podcast, The Whitfield Analysis. He was a co-host of the Whitfield Analysis for the final year of the show back in 20, uh, late 2014, early 2015, before I rebranded the show to the Whitfield Report and went fully solo on my own. Uh, he's a great guy. We, uh, we just simply lost uh, contact for a while because he got busy and I got busy. Uh, but we've always been close friends, and uh, when we were hosting the ra- when we were hosting the podcast together, the uh, internet radio show um, for the Whitfield analysis, he and I had great chemistry on air together, and uh, I think we still do. I think our on-air chemistry is still very uh, much alive, as you'll hear in this episode. Uh, we don't always agree on uh, everything. We have disagreements and different viewpoints on different topics, as you'll also hear 
throughout this podcast. But you know what? We get along great, and we're able to have a friendly discourse with each other, which people desperately need um, in this time of uh, division. And uh, I think the show went very, very well. And um, I think you guys will absolutely love this episode. It's, uh, it's over about three hours long. We started on Saturday uh, evening. And, uh, well, it's almost 1 a.m. when I'm recording this intro on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, we did a solid three and a half hours, folks. And uh, what you're about to hear is the result of that. And uh, I think it was pretty damn good if I do say so, say so myself. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the motherfucking uh, great man. Uh, Jeff Hamill is in the house. And uh, without further ado, folks, enjoy the show. We are fucking live. Welcome to this uh, week's edition of the Whitfield Report. I'm your host, uh, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live from NGC Studios here in uh, South Florida. And uh, we've got a jam-packed show for you here tonight, folks. And the title may be confusing for some of you, but we'll clear that up in just a sec. Uh, Meantime, contact info as usual. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching by the uh, lower third, here's all my contact info. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at samdebra underscore ngc, hashtag Whitfield Report. You can also follow me on Instagram at samdw underscore ngc. Uh, follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield, although I don't even know if Gab is still around because I think they got uh, DDoSed or whatever that term is. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. TheSamWhitfield.com is my website. As always, uh, please subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your audio podcast from. As always, that's posted the day after the live show. Uh, and that's where we get our sponsorships and whatnot from. So thank you uh, for supporting the podcast and telling a friend. Uh, so, and as always, um, you can also tune into the live, uh, chat too on YouTube if you, uh, care to and subscribe over there and participate in, uh, the mayhem over there and, uh, looks like the ringleader, uh, Brian is already in the chat. So, welcome as always, Brian. Okay, so, uh, tonight's show is going to, uh, the title may confuse the fuck out of some of you people because I titled it The Return of Jeff Hamill, uh, and some of you are probably like, who the fuck is Jeff Hamill? So, uh, about three years ago, before I rebranded the podcast, um, I was part of a, uh, podcast network called Junior Factor Nation. This was six years ago, actually, now I think about it, because I was still in high school. And, uh, back when the show was called The Whitfield Analysis, or as some people called it, The Whitfield Analysis, which is why I ended up changing the show later on, uh, 
I was part of a network of quote-unquote young conservative uh, podcasters, and Jeff was one of the uh, hosts of the... Uh, yeah, he had his own show on the network, and then we eventually uh, all burned... The Jeff and Allen show. The Jeff and Allen show. Never forget. Ah, never never forget. I, well, I might as well bring you on the screen now. now. So, uh, anyway... What's up, everybody? Yep, so we... Uh, Long story short, we had a falling out, and uh, not Jeff and I, but the original net- Null Network. So uh, then Jeff and I and a couple other people from JFN started our own thing, and it actually went pretty well for a while. And uh, then things, uh, well, we had a couple of disagreements with, like, you know, it basically fell, fell apart, kind of on its own, uh, just because... I think we were trying to monetize it, but like no, but like back in 2014, YouTube wasn't really monetizable yet. You couldn't mon, you couldn't monetize podcasts yet either, and so it just kind of fell apart. Um, so we had one sponsor. Uh, I remember that they were a battery company, but I have no idea what they were called. It was like I think it was Octopod. Um, Octopod. Oh my god. Which I, it? Which I think they went out of business because, like, I okay, I still have mine. Um, not that you I got ever one. I never got one. Yeah, I they they ended up they ended up they ended up sending me like a free one. Like, they, okay, they were only. They were originally supposed to send all the board members free ones since they were, you know, our sponsors. And then, like, about a month after we pretty much disbanded, they finally sent me mine, so... <laughs> and then well, I... at least you got one. Well, and then I think they went out of business, like, a while... I think they went out of business, uh, too. So, anyway, uh, and then Jeff and I were... Jeff co-hosted the Whitfield analysis for a while, and then he just got super busy with uh, stuff at his school. He works for, can I say, or he, he works for uh, the awesome Penn State, so, uh, oh, you, you've even got your YouTube channel up. Right? <laughs> I was waiting, I was going to wait until you mentioned it, but yes, okay. I did put I actually wrote it twice in two different sizes, and neither of them are actually readable. So, <laughs> uh, he runs the uh, he runs the YouTube channel for the sociology class, which is YouTube slash so one nineteen. So, and I mean, how many? So, how many subscribers? You guys have a fuck ton of subscribers. Um, yeah, we actually got like. For some reason, this past semester we've blown up. Blown up. We're at uh, nineteen point five thousand. So we're hoping to get twenty thousand pretty close to the beginning of classes starting. But I mean, it's all it's whatever. I mean, we started this semester with four thousand, and that was over the summer, which picked up two thousand like August, and we only have class in August, so that's kind of weird. Um, and I remember it was a year ago today, we had 420 subscribers. Not like today, today, but like a year right, ago from yeah. was 420 because I sent a message to my boss and he was like, hey, 420. Me, meanwhile, I'm still struggling to get past the uh, 100 bar- barrier because fucking, I, I, I swear it's not just because, 
I mean, people always say that, like, anyone who's conservative, they say, oh, YouTube blacklists my channel, and I'm like, bitch, I'm not really sure if that's the case, because, like, I've been on here since before all that shit started happening, and I still can't guess get past 100. Yeah, I don't... It's just, like, completely random. I don't know how we were able to pick up those subscribers, but... I mean, the time will come. The the thing the thing it is, YouTube is just kind of a shitty platform for everyone just in general. Um, and I th- there's so there's so much content. There's I think like 400 hours of content uploaded every minute or something like that. Like it's insane how many people have YouTube channels. Yeah. Um. And and I mean, peep peep. I always laugh with the people who are like, oh well, I'm gonna start a YouTube channel to make to make money, and I'm like, that bitch, you have no, <laughs> you have Good no. Luck. You have no idea how many fucking subscribers you need to, like, even begin to, like, make, like, pennies on... Pennies, so, dude. So. And it's funny, because our, our channel is, um, subscri- is, is like, monetized. Our YouTube channel is monetized. And we only put the money towards, like, um, we got hacked by a Cialis ad. So if you went to <laughs> social19.org, it would take you to Big Pharma's website. Literally, the website was big farm pharma.com or something like that and it took you to a Seattle ad so all of our money is literally just going back to like keeping the website like <laughs> like um, malware free and so it's funny because people are like oh I watched an ad before watching your video and if you truly want free education you should take this off like it's it's free it's still free for you you just have to watch a what 15 second ad right and most of them you can click out of them so it's six seconds and we're able to literally keep our, our website Seattle's free. <laughs> so I, I've I've started to like I've started to monetize the podcast. Now I've been podcasting for like you know ten years at this point. Um, Long time, yeah. So yeah, and, and so Anchor, the platform that I'm now on for podcasting, it's really good, and the community is really supportive. But but there are all these newbies who are just like now getting into podcasting, which is awesome. But they're also like. Why am I only getting, like, one set per, like, play of, like, they, okay, first of all, they don't understand that, like, up until this year, it was almost impossible to fucking monetize a podcast. Now it's easier than YouTube to monetize podcasts, but I I digress. Anyway, I I love, whether it's YouTube or podcasting or whatever, I I love that the, I love all these people who, and I don't want to necessarily say they're just millennials because, you know, but these people just in general who kind of, uh, think that just because they've started a YouTube channel, they're going to blow up after a few videos and, like, make a ton of money. And it's so difficult. You make, for every thousand views you get, I think you make a quarter of a cent. See, see, with, uh, with, like, with podcasting, I get like twenty five per. I get like twenty five cents um, per listen per episode, so that's actually not bad. But wow, like, that's actually really that's a huge that's a ma- like compared to like the YouTube titans that are out there. Right. That CPU is or CPM, I think it is, is crazy. Yeah, and then I think like every like thousand. Uh, downloads like total off my feed i get like 15 dollars which is plus i've got uh some patreon supporters which i'm always thankful for but the point being is like all the 
people who think that you get rich off of, like, making content online, like, yeah, you can after you've been at it for, like, a while, but, um, yeah, forever, as... You just, as I was mouthing. But, yeah, like, right like right now, like, people are like, oh, man, you're making bank, and I'm like, actually, I'm just, you know, covering, like, the yearly WordPress, like, you know, to, to like, it's, it, basically, all the money I'm making at this point is basically going back into the show, um, so, to cover, to cover expenses, but that's how business just goes, kind of, in general, no matter what you do, so, anyway, Jeff, I will... Uh, kind of hand the show over to you. What do, um, what, you had some topics on, on your mind that you wanted to. Did I? <laughs> or, it was no, just like. Or let's, let's just shoot the, shoot the shit. What's, uh, what's been going on in your world? So. Oh, God. So just to give you guys, the viewer, an idea, Sam and I, we talk every couple of weeks maybe on Facebook um, and it, especially up most recently we've been kind of messaging especially during the election it was me him yeah. and Eric shout out to you Eric uh, the three of us kind of just like shoot the shit on on Facebook but and, and it's fun it's really fun um, but besides that I haven't really talked to Sam in a long time uh, so I mean nothing's really too dramatically different instead of in Amish country yeah. I'm currently in Harrisburg <laughs> Jeff's different. Jeff's also a kind of former conservative. I, I wouldn't I I wouldn't say you've gone full social justice, thank God. So Oh, oh hell no. <laughs> I can't do that. The uh I I I do want I do want to bring that up because you and I are both sure. kind of libertarians. It seems like the, both sides now are just getting to and this is basically what my show has turned into, just where I rant about the ridiculous of how both sides just seem to, no matter what, get offended about fucking everything. Ev everything. So I think it. I think it is more predominant on the left, at least from what I've seen. But it does happen on the right. I will. I will say that too on, on the on the far right. So like, you know, like a f like a few years ago with the whole uh, being with Baker. Hold on, can I can I tell you? Take a guess on who I voted for. Not Hill. Please don't say Hill. I know you didn't vote for Trump. I did not vote for Trump. I actually had I had no idea who I was going to vote for. Literally until I like put my pencil or pen or whatever it was right into the paper. I did vote for Hillary. However, what the reason? Here's the reason. Here's the reason. I knew she wasn't going to win. <laughs> I could not vote for Trump, but not because of Trump. I didn't. I did not vote for Trump because of Trump. I didn't vote for Trump because of Pence. I really, really, really hate the idea of an Uber Republican. No, not Republican. Uber Christian in the White House. And Trump is such a charismatic, crazy president. And I, again, I hope nothing bad ever happens to the president. But if something would. This would be the president that it might happen to. So my thought process was, if the worst case scenario happens and Trump gets assassinated, again, for the record, don't want that to happen, I do not want Pence in office. So I was like, you know what? State college has already been won for Hillary. I'm just going to 
throw it. And I couldn't vote for Gary Johnson. He oh. would be the most likely candidate for was when he But I wasn't running for president. Right. You have to know foreign policy, even if you're, like, uh, Ron Paul isolationist level. Like, you still have to know what's going on. So I did vote for Hillary. However, it wasn't really a vote for Hillary. It was really just a vote against Pence. If, um, who's that dude from Ohio? John Kasich. If John Kasich was the VP, I would 100% would have voted for Trump. Absolutely. I, so, it's interesting that you say that because I, because I don't, I don't dislike Pence, but I'm kind of like, well, he, he and Trump are kind of like a weird choice because, well, because... It was a real weird choice. I was totally surprised when he was like, Mike Pence is who I want. I was like, okay, I understand you're, you're going for the super conservative vote here, but but, but Pence and Trump? And and see that... doesn't make any sense. And see that, and see that, and see that's the, that's the only reason why I think Pence is in there because like... Trump, well, I mean, you, you're from the East Coast, so you know, sort of, like, Trump was, like, banging cocktail waitresses and, like, doing blow and, you know, all of this crazy shit during, during the 80s, yeah. and, and so I'm, like, when, when he, when he, when he did that, I'm, like, I'm, like, here's a guy who bangs, like, supermodels all day, or, or who, or who has, like, in his, in his prime, and, and then here's, like, the elector, <laughs> the elector shock. There. Therapy, therapy guy, yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's a it's a weird uh, thing. Well, that that's also why I always like to tell like I always like to troll Antifa pages because they're always like we're gonna fucking kill, and I'm like, you realize if Trump dies, you get penned. You're the first people that are going to be like thought of that killed him, and and they're, they're the first suspect. Well, and well, and, and well, and, and I'm also like, well, I'm like. If Trump died, you get pent, and they're like, "Oh shit, we hadn't thought of that." So I'm like, uh, exactly, so. exactly. That's the whole reason why I didn't perform. So the whole re- the the the, re- the reason why I just why I hate Hillary so much is just because, um, as Joe Rogan put it, I don't know I don't know that she's killed people, but I know. Th- but I know that I'm afraid she's killed people, <laughs> and uh, but but between between her and her pedophile husband, Bend, who uh, not pedophile, I would say just an adulterer. Well, which, well, I mean, you can't say much when Obama or Obama, God, Trump is the same exact way. He's had how many wives, and he's cheated on how many of them? All of them. Well, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole weird thing with Jeffrey Epstein and PizzaGate and what PizzaGate was debunked. It, it was like, do you want? Th- I'm not going to say anything to PizzaGate because maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. But from the from the the stuff I have seen and heard, mostly actually from Joe Rogan, I heard him really talk about it a lot. It was like there were weird. It was it was weird. Regardless of if it happened or not, it was really effing weird. But it's a huge stretch. And by the way. To Dolly or to jo- to Dolly to Jolly yeah. Rogers comment. Um, I mean, he might not be the militarized Christian that everyone makes him out to be, but he would hundred percent would go after Roe v. Wade, and he would then go after same sex marriage. And I mean, I'm not the biggest supporter of abortion, but we can't take people's freedoms away. And I'm I'm very much gay, and I have the potential 
to get married and someone would take that away from me. Like that's, that's, it's so funny to me how like both Christians, Christians, both Republicans and Democrats seem to say, oh, we want freedom, we want freedom. And then they do things to take away your freedom. Right. That's why, that's why I think like I have changed since being a conservative because I'm not kissing, uh, Matt Drudge's ass anymore and saying, oh yeah, whatever you post is totally the truth. I'm doing my own research and looking into both. I hate both sides now. Yeah, well, I well, I just I just hate the press uh, in in general. This, this whole thing of uh, this this whole thing of uh, you know the CNN is fake news. Like people are so enraged that Trump is tweeting that. I I was saying that on this po- on my podcast back in two thousand eight that I just I hate CNN and I mean even Fox. Too, it, it's not even just like personalities. It's, it's just that like it's no it's no longer news anymore. Um, it's, it's like, it's like five minutes of commentary followed by like 45 to 50 minutes of endless Cialis commercials and ads and, uh, just like, I mean, that's, we, why, that's why I never pay attention to the, like the media at large. I just go right to who, whenever I see an article from somebody, the, excuse me. The first thing I do is go find who their source is, and and then I read what the source said. So a lot of times I'm on AP News because AP seems to just these are the facts that we know right now. And it's funny because a lot of places would be like, um, like last night it was something about the the Texas judge who said that Obamacare is unconstitutional, which I mostly agree with, by the way. Um, the judge, uh, the AP News article popped up on my phone, and I went to click on it, and it said it's a developing story. Come back later. And if you went, if you go to CNN, Fox, MSNBC, uh, Al Jazeera, any of the major news organizations, they'd all be like, "Here are our opinions of what this judge said." I'm, I don't care what your opinion is. I want to know the facts. I don't pay attention to Fox. I'll have CNN on in the background, which means it's muted, and it's just something. That every once in a while I can look up and see a headline, and then I'll be like, "All right, that's all. I, that's all I want. I don't want your opinions. I don't give a f about what you think." You 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 can say fuck on here. I know yeah. I know I can. It's just I'm trying my hardest not to, especially with zealed rum in my ah nice cup. nice yeah I I don't know eight eight year uh eight year Bacardi I don't know I, I don't know what it is oh Bacardi. even even not well uh, yeah I so. I mean, I, I haven't done a drunk podcast since uh, the whole Kavanaugh here. here I oh, we should totally do one. You, me, Eric, and Matt Dallas. We should all do a drunk episode Matt, Matt, Matt actually called me uh, on Thursday when I was at my graduation ceremony. But I am congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I haven't, I haven't returned his. I haven't returned his call call yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do that after the uh, show. But uh yeah man it it's I mean so here's here's how I look at it. So I'm I'm curious to also know I assume you heard heard about this whole thing of Alex Jones being like completely deplatformed and uh yeah. Facebook, Twitter, everything. As you know, I'm not I I haven't always been the biggest fan of Alex Jones because one of his one of his listeners you might remember this, Jeff, but um for those of you who don't know, one of Alex Jones's listeners, like way back when, just because I uh, 
uh, just because I like mildly disagreed with one of Alex Jones's things on like nine eleven love and truth. One of his one of his uh, crazed followers like started messaging me. This was like back in like two thousand thirteen, I think, around the time when we met. They wrote a whole. They actually ended up like writing a whole profile on me about how because I was part of the Boy Scouts, I was the Boy Scouts are part of the Illuminati, and how the Boy Scouts are trained to be CIA assassins and like military. And I and I'm like trolling this guy like, yeah, I I wish I wish I had my my uh, merit badge and sniper rifle or here, which I I don't. But ba- basically, like if if. If the Boy Scouts trained me to be a, to be a, like a an assassin, that would actually be cool. But no, I just got. But my point being is like you know, um, I mean, I def I definitely do think that can Alex Jones be a little crazy sometimes? Yes. Can he be true sometimes too? Yes. The clock is the thing is the clock clock is a uh, broken clock is always correct what twice a day. That's a phrase. I mean, Alex Jones literally told a judge that his show is BS because he was fighting for the right to have his kids, and his uh, ex-wife was like, "Judge, look, look at his show," and he was like, "Oh, it's totally not real." And then he goes on the show the next day, and he's like, "Everything I- bone broth, buy my bone broth." <laughs> Can I respond to a couple comments on the YouTube channel? Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm. I I passively read. The, see, this is why I'm having you as like my co-host too, <laughs> because uh, like I'm over here ranting for five minutes. And see that that's why that's why I need a co-host to. to Dude, do I literally I was like, all right, I'm going to do Sam's show. I'm a I'm going to do it right this time. I used to only have one MacBook. And this past uh, the last two years, my job has had me be in front of a PC with two monitors. I oh, that... cannot, I cannot use a computer without having a second monitor now. It's so spoiled me. So I literally have a computer yeah. to my right that I'm uh, looking at the comments. Um, freedom to kill a baby in terms of abortion, uh, it's it's not my right to decide what somebody else can do with their body. And somebody said, I don't I don't have the right to do whatever with my body, but a woman does. I mean, when you do have the right to do what you want with your body. If you want to not have children anymore, you can get a surgery to not have children. It's as easy as that. Women can do the same thing with the tie, the the um, their tubes tied. But I mean, in terms of like the freedom of to to decide if you want to have a baby or not, men have chosen to not have babies forever. They just leave. They just leave, and then there's no reason, there's no legal thing that somebody can go and say you must support this child, especially if they get I don't know a divorce. Well, there you can pay alimony. You have to pay alimony and child support and things like that, but not if you just get out and run and anyone finds you again there's there's always like the thing is i don't agree with abortion personally right as a man i have no right as a gay man you can't have a child period without like thinking about it for six years (laughs) like i i very much think that a woman does have the right to decide and i can't stand in her way and say you can't do this because my religious freedom or my religious beliefs say that you can't Fuck your see, that, like, see though that this is kind of where I disagree agree with with you with you with you though Jeff. I mean, I I I definitely think that if you're the father, you should have the right to like. I I, I knew a guy back in high school whose girlfriend, uh, they they got pregnant and then she broke up with him and then she's like, oh by the way, I'm pregnant with your kid now. This dad. This 
this guy who could have been a dad would have raised the kid on his own uh, with the help of his parents. I'm pretty sure that he that he would have. So I certainly I think that when it comes to like preg, I don't think it's just it should just be like the woman's kid. I I think the dad should have um, some say in it. I I think that. I think if men throughout history have always, like, stood by their women, or at least accepted what is possible when you have a child, I think totally we'd be on even ground, and the man and the woman should sit down together and decide together. But throughout history, that's not how it's worked. If men don't want a child, it is get up and leave. And, and not good men, not good men do that. And that doesn't mean that bad women will get abortions. It totally, it, it's so, like, situational that I can't the thing is I can't decide upon it besides looking at any situation if if a woman just came up to me and she said I got an abortion because I wanted to because I'm not ready for a child okay I I don't care I think the whole I think the whole clusterfuck my my whole thing is I don't think Roe v. Wade should ever ever become a law in the first place and that's not because I'm pro-choice I mean I am but that's not the reason why I'm Holy opposed. I just think that the moment the government stepped in was when we started getting this whole this whole problem. I think I'm pro. It should have been state. It should have been state to state. Right. Well, I'm. Well, I think I think the whole thing is it's more like, and this is where um, my background in campus ministry comes in because I was an intern for these last two semesters for my campus ministry, and we we've talked a lot about this. What legalizing morality is n- not something that's going to work. Like, this is something that churches or synagogues or, uh, you know, mosques or exactly. atheists, Everything. Where, where, wherever, wherever atheists congregate, like at the local 7 Eleven or coffee shop <laughs> or. Bar. <laughs> but, like, like, these. Like the, these statues of morality are not something that can be um, legislated. They, these need to be something something that we ask as a society. So that's true. And then uh, the other comment I wanted to respond to: Jolly Rogers said the only reason marriage was legal was a legal issue in the first place was because of taxes, which uh, was instituted to encourage the population to increase. We don't need it now. Totally agreed. Uh, we don't need uh, a ruling on marriage equality. It should just any two people who want to get together should get together. That's the that should be the end of it. However, there still are legal reasons besides just taxes. If let's say you're in the hospital, Sam. Let's say hypothetical, we're gay lovers and we get married, and you uh-huh. get really sick. <laughs> you get really sick and you want to go to the hospital. I can't see you unless if I'm your family. Which that's what marriage equality, for the most part, did. Thanks, homie. I brought, I got more liquor. Nice. Thank uh, Dimitri. He he came down the whole way from upstairs cooking. You're baking cookies still. Still, it's like I'm overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed of the cookie production in the Hamwalk kitchen right now. The thing is, the cookie turnover was <laughs> <laughs> We have too many cookies in the house, so if you want any. Uh, become a Patreon of Sam, and we will send you zero cookies. But just pretend we did. Well, uh, are 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 they pot cookies or pot 
<laughs> he asked if they're pot cookies or not. <laughs> he said, unfortunately not. Uh, if we ever do a show in Denver, however, uh, at Sam's dad's house, we yeah, will definitely make dude, uh, edibles. Dude, we, 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 to- we totally should. Uh, we totally should. Eric, I know you work for the government, but come on, dude. Well, he's he's in he's in Portland, Oregon. Which, by the way, I I'm surprised Portland hasn't burned to the ground yet because, well, it's Silver Simon? It's port it's Portland. So well, I mean, PDX. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but between all the anarchos and the weirdos out there, so um, yeah, for sure. So, by the way, I poured way too much liquor into this cup, so the next half of the show should be fantastic. <laughs> Oh, it's 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 always it's always fantastic. Go back and uh, either watch or like you can listen to my Kavanaugh podcast oh, my. because I dude we should we should do like whenever big things happen we should just like watch like a major political event and just drink because that's the only thing we can actually and unless if you're in a pot legal state you can get high but like Pennsylvania I need to have fucking cancer right to, to have it here. So what what I wanted what I wanted to do for the uh, for the 2016 election and again this this is why YouTube is fucking stupid because um, apparently they'll ban you if you're streaming someone's live stream. So what we do is we have <laughs> this would be me producing this show. We would just have the video footage but muted. Oh yeah, and then. Well, because and like, then there's no copyright sounds, so then YouTube's algorithm won't catch it. Oh, okay, because what I did in, like, the 2014 midterms that I think you, you were there is I, I had it, and then, well, Matt, Matt Dallas and I called it, like, a football... We called it, like, a football game, almost. That That's that's the funnest way to, to do it, is to, like, do these things like a play-by-play football type thing. Exactly. So, um... Uh... Um, Eric, what? By, by the by the way, by the way, subscribe to my channel. I need to make it past one one hundred so I can actually name this fucking cha- channel. Just Google. Finally. Here's how I found it. I went to YouTube.com, went to the search bar, and looked up Sam Whitfield, and it's under the Whitfield Report, and you can find it super easily. I tweeted it out, so if anybody is from Social Nineteen, yeah, let me know if you're watching. Please, uh, I'm I'm like. I'm like Joe Rogan slash Anthony Cumia. Like I don't know. I don't know. If, well, you're from Pennsylvania, so you might know who who Opie and Anthony are. Oh, dude! I listened to Painkiller already. They have uh, Anthony on like every two months. I I'm very much aware of ONA and after the blowout because Cumia uh, had a gun in New York and this black prostitute was yelling at him like i know the whole story i i i love this i i love kumia i don't know anything about opie well no kumia now has his own network uh, oh now. i know so oh, i know i i subs- i subscribed to it um so i subscribed to it for about a year when uh he was on there and gavin mcginnis who i'm curious to know your thoughts on gavin the, the godfather of hipster of hipsterdom um what is his name Gavin what? Gavin McGinnis or McInnes, I guess. Um, McGinnis. He's the Far guy. Right. He, yeah, he's the guy who started. He's the he's the guy who started the Proud Boys. He started the Proud Boys. I as, recognize him from. 
I recognize him from the Gavin show or whatever he has on uh oh yes um, Opie's or Anthony's uh network. Yeah, well and uh it, well then he went to uh well then he went to CRTV which just got bought oh, yeah? which just got bought, got it which just got bought out by Glenn Beck's company and I guess Gavin got canned or wait the blaze and CRT how the heck did Levin let that happen uh, well I okay so I guess I guess that like Beck and Levin kind of used to like secretly hate each other but then they actually talked and like now they actually like each other for some for some reason so they merged Gavin got canned and I I'm he- I'm now hearing rumors that Crowder actually might get canned which if <laughs> but, but Jeff, you're you're the one who introduced me. Well, uh, okay, because yeah, that was before he was a complete sociopath, dude. Well, oh, you want to talk about sociopaths? Do you know about this comedian named Owen Benjamin? I don't know him. Oh my, oh my. Okay, so this is how my audience, like Brian, you you think you think Crowder's a sociopath? Oh, um, I look. I just Google searched him. If you Google search. Owen Benjamin. The first picture that pops up, his eyes are approximately three quarters of his face. So I kind of see how he's kind of a lunatic here. Well, okay, so he he he's basically he's basically started. So he basically has this whole thing called the unbearables, which is how Brian, uh, Jolly, Gabe, and uh, basically the core of my audience now how we all met and when we were in there it was kind of a fun group but then um owen started doing things which i can't really i don't really want to disclose what they are publicly but they but they were but they were pretty bad well i mean he was he was openly saying stuff like uh he would say he was saying stuff like uh Free free speech for all, but then banning users whenever they would disagree with him from the chat. And he would also say something like, "I'm not racist," but then shout "nigger" fifteen fifteen times. times. Here's here's the thing: whenever somebody says anything, and then they use the word "but," get rid of everything they said prior to the word "but," and that's their true statement. Hundred. <laughs> that's how you literally do it in logic. If you say the word and, though, it actually connects the two things together. I'm not racist, and I hate black people. That would be how he should have said it. Well, I, well I'm well, i not racist, and I'm not racist, but I have a black opener, so I can say... Anything that you want. If Listen, listen, I, I will give... So Social 19, for those of you who don't know, is a race and ethnic relations class. I talk about race every single day I work. So, I talk to people from from the Middle East to talk about their culture and how they're discriminated against the United States. And like, if you have to think, should I do? Should I be able to say the N word here? Don't say it. Just don't say. It. There should be no reason. And I know you just said it, and and I, I really don't care less because I, you have I, the freedom yeah. to say it. Well, but I, said, I, I, said, I personally never say it. I, I said I, it I contextually it. too. Though. Exactly, exactly. But but if you're ever in a situation, I have. Do you know how every racist joke starts? Uh, three whatevers walk into a... No, here it is. Ready? Hey, guys, I have a joke for you. Okay, now I can say it. Every single racist joke. Make sure that, like, whoever you're talking about 
isn't in the room. You have to make sure because then it would it would be like really not cool. And of course, it's not going to be cool. But like, people do it all the time anyway. But that's how every racist goes. See, starts. see though, that that's funny though because like I, because like. Because like I have I have, I have black friends and we make we make we make like racist jokes at each other like all the but that's different because you have a relationship with that person oh yeah like I'm not I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go up on on the street because I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not just imagine you rolling up to a like a street corner getting a little ramp for yourself and just screaming the n word <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm not ob so. Um... <laughs> Yeah, 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 Brian. I, I, I know you like racist jokes. I also know that hashtag me too. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> the social justice quarter of my heart is just crying right now. <laughs> we, we will, we will. I, I will find, I will finally uh, exorcist the uh, the social justice demons out out of you. <laughs> So, and and you and you will be uh, and you'll just be a plain old. Well, you you kind of are a libertarian, like. No, I've been all. I have always been a libertarian. It's just like, I think after towards the end of Obama's presidency, I was like, okay, so I didn't love him, but he wasn't like Hitler. He wasn't awful. Uh, no. And I looked at like all of the hate mongery that went prior, and this is really where I changed. Like, I'm a true. I think I'm a true libertarian, not total isolationist. Like, I'm a I'm a realist no. too. I'm a realist, and the thing is, as soon as I looked at like back to what I said and what like my like people around me, my social circle said about Obama. Oh, he's not even American. He's from Kenya. And I was just thinking like. How racist did we sound? Well, because because he's not white, he has to be from Kenya because I disagree with his politics. Like, no, and that's why, like, after I looked at how we've treated Obama prior to his presidency to, like, what president he became, which, if I would say he was the top, easily, top 25%. Some people would be like, he was the best president ever, and I, I don't know that, no. but I also don't know who the best president was. I don't... George Washington? He didn't even run. The... Well, like he was he was just because he was a revolutionary war patriot, which by the way to the British he was a treason. Like he committed treason, he's a treasoner. So like, it just it's all about your perspective. Yeah. And I thought Obama he wasn't the worst, he wasn't the best. He was somewhere in the middle with ninety percent of our presidents. And that's when I like to like that's when I started like questioning both sides because I was like, okay, so Obama's not totally awful. So what did I listen to? The Republicans that said that. And then Trump is the spawn of Satan to the Democrats. I'm like, well, why is that? And I looked at the reason why that was, and and neither of them make total sense to me. So it has to be something in the middle, the, which the, to me is moderate, or to me is libertarian, because you want government intervention when absolute necessary. But besides that, get the hell out of my life. You can't tell me what. Jordan Peterson, I've been watching a lot of him and Ben Shapiro a lot on YouTube because I'm trying to get like the opposite side of what everyone tells me that I believe. Because oh yeah, you like whatever. you you like Kermit the Frog then you like exactly. But the one thing that they always talk about, especially Ben, I heard Ben say this multiple times. He's like, you can't tell me to call a trans person by the preferred pronouns, but if I'm at dinner with them or I'm talking to them, I will call them their preferred pronouns because I'm not an asshole. That's where it comes down to. Don't be an asshole. 
Okay, folks, and by the way, my wife is a doctor. Oh, I, I I can't I can't get my voice high enough to do Shapiro, so that was my best. Uh... <laughs> um, to to respond to Eric's comment, uh, James Buchanan, which is rated the the worst president, by the way, is from where Sam Whitfield, and I wouldn't be asking you if I didn't know for sure. Pennsylvania. Not only from Pennsylvania. He's from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, my hometown. Oh, I'm so his, sorry. His um, what the hell is it called? Wheat. It's called like the wheat field, which is funny for Whitfield. Um, it's like it's called the Wheatfield House, and it's literally like I can tell you, it's on uh, Marietta Avenue. It's in Lancaster. That's where he was like. That's where he lived after. By the way, first possibly gay president was James Buchanan. Well, that's I. I mean, I I've I bet that a few of them were prob were probably gay, more than. Oh, I mean. Obama, can, Sam Whitfield, Sam, can you tell me one hundred percent that you are you are one hundred percent straight? Yeah, you've never looked at a man and been like, "Damn." Much, much to Brian's, much to Brian's chagrin, I am one hundred percent gay. I mean, one hundred percent straight. Sorry, so yeah, which whichever you decide. I mean, here's the thing: I can't say I would never marry a woman. I'm out. Like, I'm fairly comfortable with my sexuality. If if a woman would come up to me and she was the one, I wouldn't be like, no, because I like men. I would, tr- I would be like, you know, maybe this is the one. I don't think anybody's 100% anything. My own boyfriend would say the same thing. He'd be like, yeah, I'm not totally gay. I, think- I have a little bit of me that's straight, and I think every person has a little bit of them that's that's gay or that's straight, depending on where you are in the spectrum. I think that a lot of it has to do... I I don't buy this notion that people are either born gay or born straight. I think environment has a lot to do with it, so... I would say instead of environment, I would say your personal um, encounters have a lot, especially in your developmental years, have a ton to do. Um, And then uh, Brian said that he'd fuck you, so that's fun. Yeah, Brian, 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 Brian says that every. <laughs> people, people accept me having clipped when you said I'm 100 percent gay. <laughs> oh, oh boy, it looks like I'm getting visited by Mike Pence. <laughs> looks like I'm gonna have to go on Daddy Mike's electroshock uh, therapy camp. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know if you, if you remember when uh, when we when we did this uh, at the old NGC network. But I remember one time we had a podcast where we were like all of us. Um, it's probably not up there anymore. I think it got taken down like soon after. But we did a live stream where like all of us went into watch together and watched that like one like Jesus camp and did like a Jesus camp together. Yo, real quick, I have to pee because this liquor is going right through me. I'll be back in thirty seconds. Okay, I'll I'll keep these savages. And talk, and talk talk about Jesus Camp. That's one. If you've never watched it, it might, might not be on Netflix anymore. Jesus Camp, hell of a show. Yeah, G, G, Jesus Camp. For those of you who uh, are not aware, is a, it's like an old documentary from like two thousand four about like this radical, uh, like. 
pray the pray the gay away Christian camp. In other words, in other words, it's where uh, Owen's dad should have been sent, um, probably. So or or blowing as we're we're calling him now. So uh, oh, and Jolly, I I I, I love I love tasers. All 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 tasers all tase drug dealers all day in in uh in Florida. So uh, the movie is called Jesus Camp. Uh, Brian. Uh, no, it's not rapping for Jesus. I'm. I'm going on uh, IMDb actually, so okay, yeah, we uh, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> jo- Joy says I was at a correctional uh, Christian youth rant. Youth rant. Who did? Jo- Joy said I was at a correctional y- Christian youth rant. Ranch. Oh but, yeah. Oh, so that's that's doubly interesting then. So, but, uh, yep, so, um, but, yeah. Our, unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, that, I bet. Um, my favorite thing about whoever, <laughs> like, people who run ex-gay conversion camps is the fact that, like, two years after it shut down, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm also with a man. It's like, no shit. <laughs> No, of course, everyone, literally everyone from the gay community who was looking at you was like, as soon as it shuts down, he's coming back out. And of course, it always happens. It always happens. Yeah, I, I think, I think that happened to, uh, I think that's happened to, to Milo. Um, but by the way, My, Milo is, Milo is a really, that, that whole story got weird fast, so... Um, the thing uh, I no, I'm not going to say that. The thing in terms of the culture, he wasn't totally wrong, but like, no, no, gay people don't support pedophilia. Mm, mm, there has to be limits. And well, I mean, he's he's come out since then and said that that was like that people that that was a bit. I mean, he. he he did own up and say that that was a that that was a mistake. Um, oh, and but it also happened to him. Yeah, he's, he's talked about it on numerous podcasts. I'm surprised it finally got picked up. He because I heard it. I heard it about six months prior to when the whole thing exploded. Oh, I, and oh, that I know. That, that, that's... that was his life, and that was what he did, and that's how he figured out who he was. And was that correct? Well, absolutely not. Well, and the, um, the whole ironic thing too was it was the religious Christian right that. Um, that was the one that, you know, I shouldn't make this pun, but I'm going to make it anyway, crucified him over, over, over that. So, um, but yeah, then he went and did this whole, like, subscription podcast website, which I, I admit I subscribed to, and then he never did anything on it, so. Did he also, did he also send money to his white privilege? Mm. No, oh, that that although he, although he although he he does he does make he, he also people don't want to want to hear this but he he does make a valid point um, with this because it almost seems as if all as if all of the scholarship programs because I've looked into them are all geared towards 
minorities of some sort. So Did you know that um um what the hell is it called? Uh fuck. Um affirmative action. More affirmative action goes towards white women than any other group in the United States. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not real, I'm not really surprised. So same. And it's so funny because everyone's like, "Oh, if I had affirmative action." Okay, listen. If you're white, it's not that your life has always been easy. It's just marginally hasn't been as difficult as if you would be if you were black. And that's not because of anything that we've done or that the, our parents have done or even our grandparents. It really started with the zoning districts back in like the early 1900s yeah. and how they divided up the communities. That's the that's the major basis besides the fact that what happened to slaves after they became free, they went back to the plantations and were still behind their owners, former owners, their bosses now. So like there's always been this discrepancy between black and white people and and white people will be like, "Well, I mean, I don't have privilege." It's because you don't see the privilege you have. If I wasn't who I am, I probably wouldn't have been able to go to the same high school because my parents wouldn't have been able to afford the house that we had, which means that I probably wouldn't have been able to go to the college that I did. And if I didn't go to Penn State, I wouldn't have the life I have right now. Maybe I would be a, a scientist at this point working on the cure to cancer. Who knows? Everything, every single thing that we do in our lives has a positive and negative consequence to it. And that includes if you're white or black. It's the thing, it's the fact that if you go through your life without the major obstacles of thinking about your race, then you have privilege. It doesn't mean it benefits you financially. It doesn't mean it benefits you socially. It benefits you, well, I guess it would be socially because if you're, I have never had a run-in with a cop in which I was fearful of going to jail. And I have had three run-ins with the cops. And I was never like, oh, this is the time I'm going to jail. But if I was black, I might have. Because of how black people have been discriminated against by the police. And if you don't believe me, do a very quick Google search. Do a YouTube search. My favorite thing... Yo, Sam, here's my favorite thing to watch on YouTube is First Amendment audits. Yeah. First Amendment audits, for those of you who don't know, is uh, when a person will um, express their First Amendment right to go film somewhere that's kind of, like, not totally cool. Like an airport or a post office or Uh something where people feel uncomfortable... And it's like, no, you have no right to tell me to do anything besides what I'm doing right now. You can't talk to me because <laughs> I'm not committing a crime. I love those videos because, number one, it puts police in their place and it teaches them what the hell their job is and the fact that we work. They work for us. And then it also shows how if the person is white, the videos are shorter. Why is that? My only, I'm not saying that there's racism in police. I'm just asking the question... What about the person's color has to do with how long the videos are? And it seems to be a fairly good correlation between the less, the, the more Islamic you look, the more Middle Eastern you look, or the more African you look, the more black you look, or the more Asian you look, the more likely the cops are going to stop you for a longer period of time. Cop- and my other question is, why? Cops, the, okay, so, so the whole thing with cops is interesting. And, uh, I don't ever fully agree with anyone on anything mostly, but I do fully agree with Gavin McGinnis when it comes to, to cops. The problem, the problem with cops are not the cops themselves. It's with the upper echelons of the cops 
the cops who are in politics, like the like the police department, the mayor, like people want to get mad at officers, and I'm not saying that there aren't that there aren't corrupt individual cops. Okay, I'm for I mean there the for the most part from what I've and this is actually something where where Brian and and I are gonna disagree because Brian because Brian hates cops and he's what. Most cops, I would say, are pretty good themselves. It's, it's the uh, it's the police department, the ones who set the policy that are fucked up. That we the local to. governments too. So everyone forgets the local governments during elections, but that's the biggest part that actually matters. And um, so, in, so instead of saying uh, "fuck the police," I always like to say "fuck the police's bosses." So, yep. Uh, Here's. America is not a Christian nation. No country in the world has a specific religious affiliation, except well, for the, the, no, no, except the, for the U.S. dollar. It doesn't matter what the beliefs are. Islam is extremely against violence. Like nine eleven was conducted by Muslims. Yes, of course, because they were ideologues who were extremists on their own perversions of the Quran. But if you look at the actual text. It's pretty peaceful. So, like... The hell? So, uh, but, they, but they still follow... But, like... Uh, sorry, I was drunk. Um, <laughs> what I was trying to say is... is like, uh, it, it is a huge sin to kill somebody. However, the, uh, the prince of Saudi Arabia killed that journalist without a second thought. He didn't kill them. But he hired somebody, or he had somebody. He's a mobster at this point. But he he did it not because of religion, because of money. And yeah. the bottom line of it, it was money. Everything we do is money based, money based. And then I want to say um, something to the chat. Um, always some fortunate uh, son preaching about privilege by Gabe, of course. Because if I was black, most people wouldn't think of a second thing that I would think about. If I if I could be like yo. Somebody else, somebody of color come and say that, it would have much less of an impact because of our society. I'm not saying that you personally, Gabe, or J Jolly, Roger, or whoever, would think, oh, if Jeff was black, he wouldn't. I wouldn't listen to him anymore. You might, but our society wouldn't. Our society at large, the larger percentage, more, pe more white people get arrested or shot by cops than black people, of course, because we make up majority. The question isn't, who is shot more? The question is, by percentage, who is shot more? If we are 50% of the population and we are 50% of the people who go to jail and get shot, that makes sense. Yeah, but then... But black, people, black people are like, what? Let, let's give a, a very liberal number and say 25% of the population in the United States, which is very liberal, then why the hell is their numbers 50 or 60% being arrested? Especially when it comes to drugs, because ever since the 80s, we've had a hard-on for no drugs in America, why is it always the fact that black people are always arrested more? Did uh, here, Sam, we weren't in New York after 9-11. I we was. In New York. Well, I mean, like, in terms of the long, long-term, like, stop and frisk. Stop no. and frisk didn't solve bullshit. All it did was it was arrest, it, they arrested the people who they thought would have, like, drugs on them. The drug 
drugs were still consumed at the same level in New York City after 9-11. The only major difference was the fact that all of the black people who were selling drugs gave it to all of their white friends. And they were selling it because they weren't looking at the white people because they were able to stop and frisk anybody. But we all know it was a racist law. We all knew they were targeting people based on their physical appearance, which is unconstitutional, by the way. The, Let's not talk about that, because that makes it sound like the Republicans were racist. <laughs> we can't have that. I, 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 I see. I see what you're getting at. No, I've, I've got to, I've got to praise Rudy though. For if, if there's, if there's one thing I've got to praise Rudy for, and this hurt, this hurt, this kind of hurts me as an Italian American, and as someone whose cousin May. Whose distant cousin may have been a mobster like way back when in the 30s or 40s or something, but I've got to say that the uh, the Rico statutes in the 80s were what cleaned up uh, New York City from organized crime. Now what we have to worry about with in New York City, and this is what no one wants to talk to talk about, is the uh, the Bratva, aka the the Russian uh, Brotherhood. Those fuckers are are scared. You want to talk about crime? I don't so. think Gabe likes me. By the way, he uh, he said now that I, I'm just telling lie after lie after lie. Um, really disappointed that you, Sam, would have brought me this snake on air with you. Mm. Interesting. I'm a snake because I don't follow one belief system or another. Because I admit the fact that there is institutional racism in America, not only individual, but as a society at large. But I also believe that you can say, as he said, um, clearly I've never been around the, the N-word with a hard R, whatever. Uh, I, I have, in fact. Um, I live in a college town. College towns are, are pretty large with, with people, especially who are international or mixed color. So I'm around a lot of people. A lot of people every single day. I don't know. You probably have never even heard of Social 19. This is 750 person class. And it's of a mixed people, a mix of races. Most of them being white because Penn State's a mostly white institution. It's a PW, um, by the way, a predominantly I, I, white institution, which is fine. But it's just like I have been around these people. And I don't think that most of them are committing crimes. I think they're being caught doing more crimes, although especially if you specifically look at drugs, which is the number one reason cops arrest people, that they break the law because I smelled marijuana in your car. Do you have it? No? Oh, well, I'm going to search you anyway. Most people that get that are are black or brown. By that's, the not, way- that's not a, a thing that I'm saying is my opinion. That's statistical fact. By the way, I've, I've got uh, to say this. Foul ball. We have a fa- we have a foul ball. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain what I'll explain what foul ball balls are. So you just gave me a uh, you just gave me a, a down vote. So uh, oh, I'm re- I really wish that Brian wasn't so thin skinned. The fact that you have somebody who may disagree with him and he can't actually listen to my opinion without saying that no, um, that, no. I never lived with I I've never been around ghetto n words. Because I'm fucking stupid. No, that's not Brian. I don't think that's Brian. That's uh, that was my downvote. I think that was, <laughs> I think that was Gabe that da- that downvoted. So which which? Oh, uh, sorry, Gabe, not that not the other guy. No, 
no, bro. Bri- Brian's kind of Brian's kind of the ring, the ringleader. So, which by by the way, though, I I, I guarantee you, if uh, if Blo- if Owen Benjamin, aka Blonde Benjamin, were on here, he would he would be flipping out with, right now if he if he heard if he heard you. Uh, oh, I you know what I'm gonna do. If whoever, Brian, or any other person wants to actually have a conversation, not debate, I'm not trying to prove anyone wrong. I ask questions, and then I give you statistical fact around it. Well, if your personal, if your personal experiences differ from what I'm saying, that's cool, because that was on the individuals that you lived with. That's not society at large. I don't care what one person believes. We can have a conversation about what one person believes, but I'm not going to talk about hypotheticals and large numbers unless if I'm talking about all of society. Well, that's why I love having, uh, this is why I love podcasting just as a format in general, especially long form, because the the one thing that I've really done for the past two years, ever since I've relaunched this, is um, I really try and uh, have people of differing viewpoints. Now, some of them I... Uh, agree with some of them I disagree agree with I mean look I got I got um a bunch of flack because I invited on uh a Richard one of Richard Spencer's uh fanboys um a while back I don't necessarily agree with what Richard Spencer or, or uh I guess any of the any of his uh elk Reach, but uh, I think Brian Brian said that I would get a, I would have gotten robbed in the neighborhood that he's lived in. Maybe, Prob- probably not. Pro- well, where was? Do you know where he like what areas of the country he's lived in? It, well, he he's in. Uh, I mean, Brian, I I don't want I don't want to dox you, but uh, the state, and I will guess the biggest city, even if it's not the correct Arizona. Okay, well then, maybe Brian. maybe I would have been maybe I would have been have I ever been to to jail? No, because <laughs> I've never done any. Because here's the thing. Here's the reason why not. Brian, because I okay. have Brian go is ahead, go ahead. Brian is our resident Joey Diaz, but oh. but, <laughs> but totally understood. By oh. the way, so he, he he's like he's like a white Joey Diaz. But by, by the is way. He, is he also the one that hates cops? I forget which one. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he hates cops. We would, Brian and I see we, you and I would definitely agree on how you should treat cops. I don't hate cops per se. However, I hate the fact that they take away our freedom because they're the police and they can. Uh, you need to give me your ID. The fuck I do. The Sam, do you need to give your ID if a cop randomly stops you and they don't give you a reason? No, but but believe me, I, I've got I've gotten I've gotten harassed by by campus. I've gotten harassed by campus security acting like cops. That that's 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 the worst. <laughs> We're the same age asshole. <laughs> that no that that is that is the that is the worst thing is when uh is is when campus security uh gets on on your house and they start acting like cops and then you like then you start questioning them about, about like lo- different laws and statutes, and they're like, "Uh, wait, 
what I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're not, you're, exactly. I'm like, yeah, you're not a cop. When I, when I, when I know about, about, when I know more about police procedure, procedure than you do, yeah, maybe I, maybe I should be carrying that fucking badge instead of, that, there's so many police that don't know the law. That's the problem. That's well, the problem. And we allow well, them to continue working in their jobs. Well, even what I'm just—I'm not even talking official cops. I'm just talking like wannabe, like Camp. run, yeah, run, run a cops. Exactly. Yeah. Run. <laughs> Fucking Paul Blart's coming over to arrest you. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> the 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 wor- the the worst thing, and I I know you've heard about rant about this before because I used to do all the time when you were co-hosting was. Uh, Fucking TSA, the those those fuckers could not could not detect a uh, an atom bomb if it went through there. The the TSA have sub zero terrorist attacks. It's proven they can't even stop. They don't even care if you bring weed across state lines. I know for a fact because a TSA agent told um, a podcast that I was listening to. I mean, maybe not every TSA agent's the same way, but they're like. We don't care. The TSA literally—they don't care. They're just getting paid. That's all they're there for. Except they—they uh, they did confiscate my mom's uh, honey f- from California because oh my god, it was over—it was over three. It was—it was raw organic honey that she got in California. And they confiscated it because that was during that absurd period where they confiscated shit over like you know three ounces. So oh my god. It's over three ounces. We better confiscate this honey because, God forbid, it might make the plane, like, <laughs> sticky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we might we might slow down a quarter of a knock because of the fact that it's Yo, can I tell you a story about a friend of mine? Sure. So he's originally, I'm not going to say his name because he had weed on him, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. He's originally from China. And he's a foreign exchange student who, who came to the university that I went to, and I became friends with him. Um, he, he went to North Korea, and I could tell you that story, too. But oh he was telling me about a time that he went to, um, he was in Germany, and he was flying from Berlin back to, to D.C., and he, um, he hit a bunch of weed and, like, marble cigarettes. Like, he made spliffs and just you know, stuck it in there or whatever. He was terrified to go into the plane. So he, he's going through security, he gets through like the, the initial stages, he's about to board his, his flight, and a, a German police officer comes up to him and he's like, hi, um, we found something in your baggage, and he's like, shit, 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 <laughs> like, I don't want to go to German jail. The, the cop then pulled out a switchblade, and he was like... It's not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> it was his friends, <laughs> so it was it was perfect because because they were like this this violates uh, German law. You can't take this internationally. You can't take a switchblade onto a plane. And he was like, thank God they didn't find my weed. They found my my friend's knife. Um, when he went to North Korea, I'm not kidding you. It is exactly what we think about it. Those people are so indoctrinated. He was like the streets there are so clean. Because no one owns a car. There are mission. There, I'm pretty sure North Korea is the greenest country in the world because everyone rides bikes or walks around. Um, they went to a park, and at the park there was. Um, I was. He was like the guy was explaining to us the tour guide because he, he's from China. So people in China, since they're communists, they're not communists. 
they can go to North Korea without an issue. And so um, him and his dad went to North Korea with fake IDs because their real IDs had green cards to the United States, and they were like, we don't want to get caught with that. Um, so they go to this park, and the guy was saying, like, this park is the greatest park in the world. He was like, dude, it was literally like the park next to my apartment. It wasn't fancy at all, but that was their big park. There was a family, and they were all dressed up in suits and dresses, and they were walking around the park. There were kids that were playing, and there were kids on the swing sets and all this stuff. He had to go to the bathroom. He leaves the bathroom, and he sees two girls that are North Korean, and they're shooting BB guns, right? But there's nothing in the BB guns. But they look like they're having so much fun. He's like, oh, my God. They have no idea what a BB gun actually is. They're holding them, but they've never shot a BB gun before. He saw old people doing yoga. When he left the bathroom, he looked, and you could see barely across the field where the people that were doing yoga, all old people, they were standing, waiting for somebody to walk around to start doing their poses. He saw that family that was walking around the park. <laughs> they were doing endless circles because they had to. Mm. It was cool. Crazy! It's insane. They went to a um, uh, a restaurant towards the end of their tour, in which the uh, the guy was. They, they bring it. It's kind of like a old family style restaurant where they bring a bunch of the food out to you. Uh-huh. They were so, and they they brought this beer for them to try. They're like, this is a, a a North Korean beer. He said it was so old that the entire label was white because it was so old that nobody wow. drank it because you're not allowed to drink it. That it was faded. It was all faded. He said that it was, it was so old that him and his dad had two beers and were hammered to the point where his dad was. They were sitting next to the to the tour guide, and the guy was. Um, his dad said, "Cheers, son," in English, and did a cheer. He was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna know that we're American." And the guy looks over at him and he goes, "Oh, Mister Enter Asian name here. Oh, Mister So and So, you speak English." And they both were sweating bullets because they were like, if they realize that we have any connections to the U.S., we're fucked. And he said, don't worry. We speak English here, too, in North Korea. The guy, by the way, the tour guide, made $20 every six months. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. When he was telling me his story, I was like, holy shit. This is an insane story. And it was North Korea. It was exactly what we think. There were zero billboards. There was no yeah. advertising of anything. It was so... It was literally the utopia that Russia was trying to construct. And everyone there was starving. They had to... Yo, the entire time they were on this bus through North Korea, they had to put their window shades down. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've heard of that. They're not allowed to look outside, and the reason is because they want you to pay attention to the tour guide. It's because they don't want you to see the extreme poverty and right. take you to the place that actually has something. It's ins—it's insane. Communism doesn't work. So no. whoever says that I'm a socialist or I'm a communist, which people tell me on Social 19's YouTube channel all the time, me and my boss, who's, by the way, also a libertarian, no, we're not. It doesn't work. It doesn't ever work. It's never worked. No, and no, and no, and... No, and it never it never will work. And by, and by the way, Jesus was not a communist either. That, that's he also wasn't white. No, he no he he, he was Middle Eastern. Well, okay, blame blame the blame the Catholic Church. 
the Italians to that. Yeah. So exactly. Well, when, once again, sorry, us Ital- Okay, I'm 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 only half. I'm only half Italian, so I'm only half apologizing. So I am, according to my family, zero percent. Here's the funny thing about my heritage: I'm German, Irish, and Polish, which you can't get any whiter than that, unless if you're Swedish or something. I someone in my family had an affair. That's all I'm saying. Probably Italian, maybe North African. By the way, North Africans and uh, Italians share the same genetic code. Right, so yeah, really yeah. Funny whenever, I, whenever I hear somebody who's Italian, they're like, fuck black people. <laughs> like, you're like 80% black. <laughs> I'm, I'm half a nigger, so... <laughs> I think you can only say n- and then you have to stop because you're only half. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a near, so exactly. So no, I I uh no the uh it's fun it's funny though the the thing about um the funny thing about North North Korea it's well it's 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 not funny it's 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 sad and you know, pathetic. pathetic exactly it's pathetic. Um, I've been watching the show called The Americans, which uh. I got turned on to it by Alfred. Um, it's on. Do you have Amazon Prime? Uh, my dad does, so yes. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's on. It's on Prime. Um, What's it called? The Americans. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's six. Yeah, it, it's it's got it's got six seasons. Uh, but it's about um, it's a really good show. It's about um, two. Soviet spies who pose as Americans um, as like an American couple with a family during the 1980s and it flashes back like to the 60s and anyway though it's interesting because it shows how like in the beginning they're a total diehard communists trying to infiltrate the U.S. And then slowly but surely, they're they're both kind of like, you know what? Things aren't so bad here. Like we have running water, we have, you know, electricity. Like, I like, and they they run. Uh, yeah, I'll be right back. Just oh, okay. Talking. So they um. Yeah, the Americans is is a good is a good show, folks, because um. It really shows the difference between communism, like actual communism, not made up. Owen Benjamin, everyone who doesn't agree with me is a is a communist, um, type thing. But it, it shows the difference between basically Reagan's America and uh, pre Gorbachev Russia, which is pretty good. So. Uh, anyway, so, what's up with you guys in the, uh, in the DZ? I'm, I'm surprised that, I'm surprised that Ultra, uh, Mega Nacho hasn't shown up yet in the, uh, in the chat. He's usually, uh, in here by now, so. Also, I wonder if, uh, Kana is showing his face, so, but, uh, 
about fit, about ninety eight percent of our genes are shared with chimpanzees. Oh, Joel, you you had you had to turn this into into the into Joe Rogan by talking about chimps. So, but uh, anyway, we also share like ninety eight percent of our g- genetic trees. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking <laughs> <Anne> of, <Arbernay. laughs> speaking of uh, TV shows, you're the one who turned me on to Game of, to Game of Thrones as well. So. Are you are you caught up? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I've been. I've been caught up. So, Dude, how many? How many? Let me ask you this: How many times have you watched the? Uh, the whole way through. How many times have you watched the series? Twi- three times. I know. I'm. I'm behind. So. No, I'm. I'm three times too. I literally. Um, I got my boyfriend to start watching it. He stopped around season five because. He just didn't have the time to continue watching it. I'm like, that's why you make sacrifices. The, you make sacrifices for Game Game of Thrones is my number one favorite show. That, period. Ever. That, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about uh, Game of Thrones and then Homeland too is absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, the, no, dude. That, what are you watching now? Um, I, well, I'm watching I'm watching The Americans right now. I'm finishing season two. How, that's another one that Hausen turned me off. Oh yeah. To, so um, shout out to Mrs. Hausen. Yes. On Instagram, a, and we talk a, fairly frequently. A, a, a official Mrs. Mrs. Hausen. So, um, so yeah. Um, but yeah. So you're, so you're watching the Americans mostly right now. I'm watching the Americans. I'm watching Homeland. So well. Well, this semester in school, I was taking an '80s film study class, so I was watching. Okay. I was watching a whole bunch of. I watched. I watched Die Hard for like the fifth or sixth time. Time. Um, I think if you look at my Netflix queue, you'd probably throw up because there's like eight classic movies that I've been on my list for six to seven months at this point. Never got around to it. Hey, Scarface. I, and, hold on, let me, I'm actually going to enter. My Netflix queue right now. I, I've I've only hey man that, I don't blame you. There are a bunch of movies. There are a bunch of classic movies in my Netflix queue that that I there are there's just a bunch of Netflix stuff in general that I haven't gotten around to just because I haven't had time to get around to this stuff. So um, I just finished watching the second season of Riverdale. It's, it's okay. It's good. I like I, it. I can't. So is that like, that's like a that's like a dramatized version of Archie, right? Like in a soap opera. It's really like the first season is a modern day Romeo versus Juliet kind of thing with the murder mystery connection, and then the second season. But is it totally is based off murder. the. But it is based off the of the Archie like of that really goofy comic book, right? I think it is, and I mean they keep the same names and yeah, so yeah, so it's like R, it's like RG if it, if it's serious. The, the have you ever watched Narcos? Oh, dude, thank you for bringing that up. I I just I watched the uh, I watched the I watched the uh, the first two seasons of Narcos, and I, I and then I'm like, I that's I'm, all you really need to watch. Well, the I'm first already... two seasons are about uh, Pablo Escobar. Fantastic. Well, especially if you're living in Florida, like, 
if you want, <laughs> like you are, if if if, <laughs> if you want to know why Miami became the like the cocaine, uh, you know, capital of America during the 1980s, uh, narcos, basically. Um, I I had to I had to stop after two see season. I'm gonna go like in season three, but like, do you ever like? Have you watched? Well, with with Narcos, I'm like, holy shit! Those first two seasons were like so intense that I need like a. I watched like that. I need like a break from it. So and then my and sorry, then, we're breaking up a little bit. Oh, what I, what I was saying is I'm I was like. Uh, the first two seasons of Narcos were so intense that I'm like, I need a break from this before I go into, like, season three. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I'm, to- I'm told now that I need, yep. that I need to go watch uh, Narcos Mexico, so. I've watched, I think, the first episode four times, and I've fallen asleep every single time. Dude, dude, the, those shows are those shows are long too, though. They're so long. Um, random question: How far are you from Zephyr Hills? Uh, like an hour or two or something. Pro- probably like two hours. I I would say. That's where my uh, grandparents spend the entirety of the winter. Someday I'm going to go to Lake Wales, though. My friend uh, teaches a paramotor class out of Lake Wales. I'm totally going there, and if it's over the winter, I'm going to go to my grandparents, and then I'm going to go to you. Awesome! I'll 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 text you my I'll I'll text you my address. Uh, Hell yeah, dude! Obviously, I don't want I obviously I don't want to say. Even though people can pro- people can probably find me easily enough if they want to, but. Um, <laughs> but we all we all know that. Uh, we all know that the NSA knows where we're at. Oh, I mean the NSA. The Dude, my my phone. I have a I have a superior phone. I'm sorry, I said I meant Android. Um, so <laughs> every time the only thing I hate about having like a Google affiliated phone is that every time I leave somewhere, it always asks me for my like Yelp review or my you know technically Google review. Of that yeah, phone. yeah. Hate it. Well, I no, hate it so much. Well, no, fa- well, no, Facebook just does that like automatically now. Like, it, if you, if they're like, hey, hey, we noticed that you checked into so and so. You know, do you want to leave a review? And it's it's like places I've never been to too. And it's like <laughs> my favorite's a strip mall. And then whenever they get it wrong, I'm like, yeah, I was definitely at Babies R Us. Of course I was. <laughs> The, Never set foot in a fucking store ever. The weirdest one is like is like uh, I I when I was going back to Denver, I had to fly it to to go through like Dallas, and I I was there for like one hour in the airport, and and it's like we would like to know your experience in Dallas. I'm like the airport. I'm like the airport was clean. The bath <laughs> the bathrooms are good. <laughs> so. Yo, I, so, I really, if, we need to set, like, a summer plan to go to, like, Denver, or even if it's not to your dad's house, to, like, Colorado Springs, or, so, I have friends in Denver, like, we can just, I just want to go to Denver so damn bad. Totally, well, I, I want to go to, uh, I want to go to Ohio, I know that there's nothing special out there in Ohio, sorry, hey, man. Only, 
The only good thing about Ohio is the fact that they sell their liquor and beer at gas stations. <laughs> That's yeah. the only good thing. Oh, they oh they do that here though too in Florida. Oh yeah. So oh no, Pennsylvania is approximately sixty-five years behind any liquor law. So you have to go to a store um, that is specifically a beer distributor or a, a wine and spirits. However, they have currently some gas stations like Sheets and uh, Wawa and stuff. They're allowed to sell some beer and wine, no liquor. We have we have Wawa here. I I, I love, oh yeah. I I love I love Wawa. When I when I was like when I when I heard they, that they sell food, I'm like. Okay. They sell really supposedly good food. I'm a Sheets person through and through. I love Sheets. I love Sheets so much. Never, never heard of Sheets. It, it's so Pennsylvania was actually divided into three major districts for gas stations uh, and convenience stores: uh, Sheets, Wawa, and then something called Turkey Hill. The second biggest distribu- uh, distribution center for uh, Turkey Hill, besides Lancaster County, is is uh, some town, so like Vail, Colorado or something, you can get Turkey Hill iced tea and ice cream there for some reason. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, what's really weird is when I went back to Colorado last, well, I mean, I've been back to Colorado like two or three times now, so it's not as weird as, but like the first time I, I was, because when, okay, because when I left Cardo had just legalized marijuana like my senior year, but it wasn't in effect yet. It wasn't going to be in effect until 2014, by which at point I was already living here. So when I went back and I saw these pot shops and like in areas that like okay, there used to be like a Pier One Imports, which is like a yeah, yeah I know Pier One Imports is what yeah there there's a Okay, where there used to be, there used to be a Pier 1 Imports by my house, by my old house in Denver, that's now, like, a marijuana store. So, and just like, and just like seeing that, like, oh my god, that used to be a Pier 1 Imports, like, you know, it was like something that you would never ever expect to, like, get turned into a marijuana dispensary. So. I'm sure, I'm sure you. This is an assumption. I'm assuming you're pro cannabis legalization. Oh, I, oh, I, I, I totally am. So, dude, I mean, I think, I think at this point, if you're not, you don't understand economics, you don't understand the plant, and you don't understand what the hell heroin is. So, I mean, at right. this point, I, I literally, I think, whoever our next president is, if it's Trump again, or if it's someone else. We legal during their uh, during their administration. Trump guaranteed. Trump, Trump said Trump can't. I was Trump. just gonna say he can't not say weed is good for the United States because how many billions of dollars are we gonna take into local just local economies? Like all of our schools can get better, our roads can get better, everything can get better because we're taxing this plant that people are still buying on the streets. So what seventy five percent of Americans, if not eighty percent of Americans, have been, have admitted to smoking weed. Like, make it legal. Tax the shit out of it. Trump, Trump, Trump actually said said independently, and I say independently because obviously, you know, he's the president. Things have changed a little bit. But I remember when he was candidate Trump, he said that he was very that he was like actually okay with marijuana legalization. I mean, he, he's a business he's a businessman. 
so he understands the economics of of this. And he real and he's from New York, so he. I mean, the thing about Trump is he Trump himself is a libertarian, um, you know, pretty pretty much. I think. I mean, he's the thing that people don't realize is he ran on like both parties before, um, like way back when. I mean, like he. He ran in that, oh, another foul ball. So, who just, uh, now we've got two dislikes. Okay, we've got, we've got four, we've got four likes and two dislikes. Hey, at least. Five. Five likes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it takes a little bit for the, for the broadcasting software to, uh, to, to do this. Um, but, um. Josh, what number specifically? The cannabis ones, or I mean, sixty-two percent oh. of Americans support marijuana legalization at most levels, if not all, and seventy-four percent of millennials. So, I mean, if it doesn't become legal during the baby, the baby boomers' lifetime, it'll become legal for sure. Although it's, I mean, been legal since all of time until the nineteen forties when they started going after drugs because of Mexicans. But we won't talk about reason we call marijuana marijuana and not cannabis which is the english word for the plant and marijuana is the spanish word for the plant uh, for the for the um, plant because of institutional racism against mexicans in the 1940s so, you, know. you want to know why why there why there's still such a holdout uh towards well towards marijuana legalization in my opinion at least go for it go for it's, it uh, what's it what's I, I, I mean, I know this is going to sound overly simplified, and that's because it is, but... Big fucking pharma. Big pharma. That, that's literally all it is. So, and if you guys can hear what I said as I leaned in super close to my microphone, it's big pharma, and basically the pharmaceutical giants. This is what that... And paper. Yeah. Pa oh, yeah, big paper paper too so all, so all of those times you thought that Dunder Mifflin uh, from, <laughs> from the office was actually like a you know just like a silly uh, you know just like a just like a silly paper company where a comedy hijinks ensued it, Michael Scott was really an evil uh, paper conglomerate opposed to the legalization of marijuana of marijuana, no, but but I mean, literally. If I mean, I've I've done re I've done research. I mean, I I've I've smoked marijuana a couple times. Which oh my god, I I, I know, I I, I, I I have never. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, <laughs> right, yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, you know. I, uh... <laughs> Sorry, that just killed me when you said, oh, yeah. This uh, killed me. I, I, I definitely, uh... I... It's... it's never mind, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, oh, no, feel free to go ahead and say whatever. It, it's, it's bad that we... It's bad that we smoke weed, but God forbid someone wants to get addicted to painkillers and ruin their life. That's fucking okay. My my dad um, had a real bad car accident. This is 15 years ago or something, like a long time ago. He got into a real bad car accident, and he had surgery on his back. And after his surgery, they gave him um, Oxycontin. 
he took a week's worth of pills. He had like two months worth of a prescription. He took a week, stopped taking it, totally switched to like Advil and ibuprofen, and he was and he had withdrawal symptoms for a week of taking opioids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, there there are certainly there are certainly times where painkillers and whatnot are appropriate to use, no doubt. Totally, and, and especially if we actually start looking at um, the dosages and the amount of pills that we, the prescription level that we give people, it will be totally different if we would actually give people. Um, smaller versions, especially of non-addictive um, versions of painkillers, and in, and maybe had their prescription to be two weeks rather than two months, this wouldn't even be a debate. Yeah, well, well, my point, my point being is more people, uh, more people get addicted to pharmaceutical drugs, and and then end up switching to the illegal stuff as a result, like. My friend, uh, yeah, my, my friend, so my friend Brandon, uh, shout out to Brandon Foles, who lives in Denver now, he, uh, he has a friend, when he lived here, uh, in Florida, one of his friends, um, one of his friend's sister was, like, in a really bad car accident, also was on painkillers, uh, got hooked on it, her insurance stopped covering the painkillers, so she went into heroin and uh ended up dying. Uh so she was and she was another one of those uh black, you know, over O D. You wanna you wanna talk about, you know, raised in terms of drug use too, I mean. because it's, it's so fucking cheap, dude. I, I have one I've heard one a person who has died from cannabis use. And it was because it had Fentanyl in it, right? Yeah, no fentanyl people. Well, that well, so that's another reason why marijuana legalization is good because if the if, that is one thing where if the government regulates it, at least they'll be able to control you know what goes what goes in and make sure that there's fentanyl's, not fentanyl is so fucking crazy. You you can't even imagine how much fentanyl can go into heroin and that'll kill you. If, if you're thinking of like, oh, it's 2%, you're thinking super, it's like 0.5% of your dosage can be fentanyl and you'll still die. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, that's what, um, I, I mean, I believe that's what killed Keith Moon, the drummer from, from The Who, was, uh, was a heroin o- overdose, so... Um, I'm pretty sure Eric will chime in and either confirm or deny, or deny that one for me. So. Yeah, by the way, shout out to Darnisha. Darnisha has been a student of mine for two semesters now, and she's going to go to her third. Hi, Darnisha. Oh. Nice for you to join me. Welcome. Thanks to the, uh, welcome to the, uh, Whitfield Report, a.k.a. the, uh, Anthony Cumia Light, so be prepared. <laughs> Be prepared for this to be super politically incorrect and super politically uh, uncensored, <laughs> no, That's why you too. have me. <laughs> so. That's why you have me. 
Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, you, you and I, you and I curse and whatnot too. So. Yeah, and we. Here's but. the thing for anybody who's watching who thinks that like, oh, Sam and Jeff are totally disagreeing on anything. You haven't been listening to the show, first of all. Second of all, we're really good friends. Sam and I, we could literally, if he was pro, super pro life, and I'm super, I'm I'm not even pro choice. I'm pro goddamn abortion at this point. Like, if that's how we stood, Sam and I would still have a, a civil conversation. Oh yeah, we we. We, totally would. we would leave the conversation being like, God, that guy is so stupid. But we wouldn't say it. <laughs> or, 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 I would, or, or I would say, oh my God. Sorry, I, it's been three now going on to four semesters. My apologies, Arnisha. God, I, I would say, God, that guy is so stupid, but fuck, I love him. So That's why we're not official gay lovers. Okay, not, okay. <laughs> I, I I feel like I always need to claw. One hundred percent gay. It it's more it's more of like it's more of like a bro, it's more of like a bromance like that type of love. So. <laughs> oh god, god, you 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 gay guys. All 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 I have to say is the word of love, and you ought not to be like, well, I'm not in, I'm not into you, or you know, right. or no, I, I'm no, I just kid, kid so, um. <laughs> But no, th- again, this is this is why I love um, podcasting and and long and long form stuff. If if we were on uh, if we were on TV, we we first off, I don't think they would even allow us to go this you long. Be on like Omni Central post ten p.m. We would have to be post ten p.m. Well, but then but then we would also be taking like commercial breaks every five ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably less. So that's that's why that's that's why I hate. Like I love going to college football games. I mean, like yeah, it, it helps that I'm the second biggest university for a college football stadium. But like, I love I hate watching football on TV because there's like okay, they just made a first down. We'll be back right after the break. It's, I don't care about the advertising, but that's how they make money, right? No, and that's that's why. I always say, by the way, with nine likes. That's why I always say, awesome. The official, the official religion of every country in the world is the U.S. dollar. That's the only god that we worship, is the U.S. fucking dollar bill. Please, uh, please hit that subscribe button too, if you would be so so kind. We're, I'm trying, I'm trying to break a hundred tonight, so I can finally name my channel because YouTube got rid of that stupid. They made, like, a stupid rule that you have to have, like, 100 subscribers before you can enter in, like, a URL. So, um... But... Uh, yeah. The, so, uh, Donisha... My, my podcast is mainly just me, uh, ranting together in a, in a room. <laughs> mostly, no, yes, me. mostly, uh, mostly on my own. So, and then, and then I'll have, I'll have, I'll, I will have guests. So, uh, a little bit of background on me. I'm a, uh, I don't really want to say I'm a political commentator because I talk way more about just politics. Now, I'm more, I'm more of like a, a social and cultural commentator. Uh, Jeff and I used to be on a podcast network together uh what seems like a long time ago so um now and now he and i you know we we talk whenever we we can and uh so dude you 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 should do a 
you should, I mean, obviously I know you don't have fucking time, but you should, you should do a podcast of your own or something. Dude, I'm or totally, I'm, I'm thinking about it so much right now. Uh, a friend of mine from Canada, Drew, and I are constantly talking about politics between the two countries that we live in. Um, and the, the more we talk, the more I want to move to Canada because Canada seems to be the home of democracy at this point because, I mean, they've legalized more things. Like, they've allowed people to make their own decisions faster than the United States has. But regardless, I want to have... I'm thinking about doing a podcast with him. And just so you know, I won't be wearing these headphones with this microphone. I have a nice uh, SM7B waiting for me in my office, but it's not here right now. Yeah, I would... I would Yo, my my dream for podcasting right now would be you, me, Eric, and Drew. What bullshitting the entire two hour podcast, whatever we would do per month or whatever. We 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 could we could we could totally do that, and we could host it on Anchor and monetize ties it too. Totally. So yeah, I mean Anchor. Plus you're on you're on Spotify, dude. You know how I use Spotify so much. The fact that I just had to look up your name and I found your 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 podcast, I was shocked, and the, and it's amazing because it's going to make me want to listen to it more because I use Spotify all the time. Oh yeah, I was actually going to DM to met, to text you about that. Like oh by the so the nice thing about Anchor is once you upload the audio of like whatever, I'll, I'll rip the uh, I'll rip I'll rip the audio from this stream. The nice thing about Anchor is you can is. Okay, the way the way I explain anchors is it's basically like way like YouTube for audio podcast now. You just upload the files, you can basically gets distributed everywhere now. Like basically all all of the major platforms where you have where uh, people go to listen to podcasts, like I'm on. Uh except for SoundCloud, although people don't really go on SoundCloud for podcasts anymore. Which is actually good because their interface for podcasts has always kind of sucked. So, um, but yeah, like into like I yeah like I so it's interesting because Apple Apple Podcasts is still primarily my most downloaded uh, uh, I guess podcast aggregator. Where my show gets downloaded the most, but Spotify is catching up. Like it's, it's now my second place, and I like Spotify, even though I have Apple Music. So, I know. Well, well, you you know me. I'm, I have an I have an Android, so I can't have Apple Music. So I told the thing about the the main debate between those two streaming services is who you have as a phone. If right. you have Apple Music, totally understand. If you have if you have an iPhone, I totally understand why you have Apple Music. My one friend always says that like he, he hates playlists, and he just likes to listen to the music he wants to listen to. Totally understood. I like it because of the fact that I could find new music that I have never listened to. And that's the reason why I like Spotify. Everyone has their preference. And podcasting has a ton of podcasts now, including right. yours. And, and I love that because it will keep where my place was, and I can go back to it and stream it, and it's great. Fantastic. Here, here's the thing about the whole thing with uh, op about the whole debate between you know Apple and Android and whatnot. I don't, I don't really hate Android as much as you know some like Apple people do. Um, you know, it it, it works better for some people who totally want to 
customize all their stuff. Um, so I just tend to like the, uh, you know, how everything is streamlined with Apple and, you know, that's, that's okay. The, the one, the one thing I don't really get though is, uh, Amazon because now they have the whole thing with like Amazon Music and Amazon Kindle and so that, that is the one ecosystem that is a little weird to me between, I guess, the big three. So, um, oh, speaking of tech, so what do you think of Facebook and Twitter and all, like, people are saying that they should be regulated. Uh, the less regulation, the better. I think that's a pretty conservative value. Yeah, I mean, but I, but you would be surprised. I actually, I actually do think that Facebook should, first of all, I think Facebook has way too much power um so. well i mean that also goes down to the to the market if a lot of people think that facebook is really like aggregating their people towards more democratic values meaning like the democratic party not democratic meaning like democracy R right um go to somewhere else but there's nowhere else to go so make something else and get yourself heard i facebook facebook i'm i'm, I'm not so knowledgeable of but i know for google because they've been having their their uh congressional um meetings publicized on youtube or whatever um youtube is super middle of the ground like really super middle of the yeah ground. they yeah they actually are like most conservatives say say that they aren't but i mean i i certainly think that their algorithms can be biased a little bit i don't think that that's oh. I don't oh. think that that's necessarily intentional, though. Um, right. I think it's off of the algorithm, off of their majority of people. Most people on YouTube are most likely liberal because they're millennials and they're most likely male. So they're going to have their demographics point towards more conservative male opinions or videos. Well, and the, well, and then I think you get podcasts just like Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla and myself. I well, guess. for for Joe Rogan, the thing I love about him is the fact that he'll have a person on his show he completely disagrees with, but has a conversation. Like right. my favorite episode of Joe Rogan is one hundred percent nine eleven episode nine eleven because that's the episode with Joey Diaz and Alex Jones. Because he's like, people always tell me that Alex Jones is so crazy. He's my friend. I don't care what he has yeah. to say. He's my friend. Yeah. No. Uh, I. I I think uh I think episode nine eleven that didn't have Joey Diaz that had the other guy, the uh the Joey Hold on, I'm gonna Google it. That that was that was uh, that also shows what a goof out uh, Eddie Bravo, that's what yeah, I'm Eddie, of. Eddie I'm Bravo. Sorry, uh Diaz. I'm thinking of Eddie Bravo. No, um I uh my favorite interview was that Rogan did this year was the Elon Musk inter interview that he... Oh my god, and he took one hit of a, a joint and everyone's blowing up. His stock crashed because I, he had a hit of a joint? Are you? I know, yeah. I, I, I actually I actually went... Uh, I, if you look up the... Uh, I think I did an episode of... So I do a live stream podcast on Saturday, which is what this is, and then I upload the audio, and then 
I don't know if you saw. I also do like a Thursday audio only podcast too. That's the one I watched for your graduation. Um. Oh yeah. So, so you got to hear my little rant about how valedictorian speeches are fucking overrated, which and awful. Yeah, which they've. Yeah, how was how was the marching band or <laughs> your college they, band? They weren't. They weren't bad. The band was actually. <laughs> it was about what I thought. The band was actually good. Yeah. But it was just like even even the even the counselor was like helping me get up. They were like, okay, there's there's like twenty more minutes. This was like after everyone went went through their name and they're, and they're like, okay, there's twenty more minutes of of bullshit and then and then you you guys can go. We actually got done with the ceremony at like nine thirty, so it wasn't as bad as. When did it start? Eight thirty, nine o'clock, or seven o'clock? It, it start yeah. It started at seven. Like it ended around. It, it ended around nine fifteen. The thing is, though, it was like they they okay. So they were finally saying that it was going to be like from seven to ten p.m. And my mom was like, "That's insane. I've got to work in in the in the morning." Well, and then plus the fact that it was at night too. Uh, yeah, I got to pee again. So, <laughs> hey man, to, I, admi- to YouTube administrator goes to PBRB. True life. I uh yeah I. I understand that. Yeah. So for those of you on YouTube who uh, aren't subscribed to the audio podcast, most of you are, I'm assuming. You should. Thursday is mainly my, uh, I mean, let's be honest. This whole podcast is mainly my rant, but like the Thursday podcast is more like a personal journal uh, type thing that I'll do that's audio only. Um, so I, I rant about things, and so this last one, I, I ranted about graduation day and how I think valedictorian speeches are stupid because basically everyone, everyone in college mostly goes through the same program. The only thing that differentiates, you know, valedictorians from the rest of the people is their GPA, so there's no reason for um, for valedictorians in my mind to be able I'm not saying that they haven't worked hard, but I think the speeches that they write when they're 15 minutes long there's no reason for that I think that's stupid um so uh Oh, cookie! I'm like it's that non pot cookie. <laughs> Yum! This this, this, this segment of the show is sponsored by chocolate chip cookies. So, um, mm. no, I I was just I was just kind of recapping for for people how I mean basically I think valedictorian speeches it's not that they're bad. I just think that some of these people get up there and talk a little long. So it's like we all, we all went through the same program, and my overall point is no one in, in, in fifteen years is going to be like, "Wow, that guy's valedictorian speech is so, has inspired me to this day." It impacted my life greatly. In no, fact, no. I, I think I told the story of the valedictorian in my high school ended up like dropping out of college because he never. Okay, yeah. So the valedict- so one of the one of one of the valedictorians in my high school who went up there and did like a whole speech. 
He went to, uh, he went to see you Boulder, I, I think it was, which is a major party school in Colorado. It's one of the top party schools in Colorado and the United States to begin with. Um, CU Boulder is always on that list. Thank you, Darnisha, Max. The five-minute speeches, exactly. Max, so, the the guy at my high school goes up and gives, like, this basically 20-minute, 15- to 20-minute speech about his, about his entire academic career and does this whole, like, inspirational, like, we should all... Like, in ninth grade, I took calculus five. Okay, cool. Get the fuck, get off the stage, dude. I don't care. <laughs> so, so basically, he he goes on like the he goes on like this whole thing how he was involved in the student senate and so my 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 point though being is like all this magnificent stuff that he did in high school, he basically like he basically became a stoner in college, and not like not like a productive stoner. Stone or, or anything like like you, you mean are. you mean a pothead? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, There's he, a huge difference between a pothead and a stoner. Yeah, a pothead completely gives up on all of their aspirations and just smokes weed. A yeah. stoner studies really fucking hard so that at the end of the night they can smoke weed. <laughs> like, yeah. So basically, this so basically became this this guy became a. Had dropped out and is now like I I don't even know what, what but point being is it, it's always like and it and I can I can tell you why it, he even admitted this on on Facebook it, it's because he was like well I guess I got a little he's like I guess I got a little cocky because like school was easy for me and like you know and I'm like yeah no shit that that's why you I mean I didn't say that name. to him but. But uh, yeah, can you I can. drop a name. Yeah, you can. Is the Luke? <laughs> no, it, no, <laughs> no, no. Luke was Luke. Luke, 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 Luke is the only person from your high school that I know. <laughs> That's why I dropped it. Luke was Luke was Luke was a bothead in high school, but no, he did he did the opposite. Dude, where like he he was he was kind of a he was kind of a, a waste product in high school. And then he really turned his life around, like, once, you know, so that's, that's the interesting thing. And that's, that's my, that's my other theory about, like, kids who either struggle or only do, like, okay in high school tend to do better in real life. Like, once they're in college and once they're actually, like, in the workforce, they tend to, to do better versus, like, and I don't want to stereotype but all of these jocks from my high school are like, I was the I was the best kicker and like they always like to relive their glory days. Um, oh yeah. And by the way, our our team, our team never even uh, went to the fucking uh, state championship when I was there. So shut the fuck up, Blake. So. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Blake. <laughs> So you 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 might you might have you might have been a good quarterback, but you weren't even good enough to get us uh, to to stay. They they went okay. So they went. My high school football team went to went to the state championship and won after I after I left high school, like the year after. I was like, yeah. So Blake was graduating and didn't get it. Like, 
Oh, but I helped train those guys, and I helped. I helped. <laughs> yeah. I helped. Yeah, I'm insp- sure. I helped inspire those guys. They're they're when they when they were uh, when they were juniors and you know sophomores and lower classmen. I was the one teaching them all the stuff they need to know. Yeah, sure you were. So. Not uh, every person in my high school who told me that they were going to. There was one person who I went to high school with who actually, in terms of sports, did a thing. He was a baseball player, and he now plays for the Dodgers. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that that is cool. But also, but also, like, I bet he was one of these kids who was busting his ass, though, too. And like, oh, total. He was a total like baseball guy in high school, and like everyone knew, like, if anybody went to the to the MLB, it's Nick. Like, totally. And and he did. And everyone who played football, not a single one of them went to a major college for football because none of them were good enough because our high school sucked. Yeah. And it's even it's even bigger for where you are in the country because the South really they love their football. Oh God, yeah, they they do. Even 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 USF, which is the school I'm now going to, they they I mean they have a football. You team. USF University. What is that? U- University of South Florida. So. South Florida. Got it. I'm I'm not. I was gonna say. I'm not going to the big one in Tampa. I'm going to one of the satellite campuses, but still, it's... Hey, same degree. Well, same degree, and uh, it's literally 15 minutes from my house, so I can... Oh, I, can, gee, I don't blame you at all. I can I can literally roll my power chair there, and so... and uh, But yeah, we. I mean, high school, I mean, football is a big thing down here, and not, I mean, it is in Florida, but like... If you go and if you go into like Alabama, that's where it's the biggest. Is. Well tied. Yeah. Who do you who do you have for the uh, college football world or uh, world championship or whatever the hell they call it? Not Ohio State. Sorry, Matt Dallas. So a zero and fifty six last year or something like that. Uh oh, they straight lost. Oh, they they got demolished last year. I'm so happy they didn't make it in the top four this year. Ha ha ha! Matt, <laughs> Matt, no, Matt, Matt, Matt's, Matt's gonna Matt's gonna be calling me after this, like five oh, years yeah. now. And so, he, just to just to piss me off, he would always do that stupid O H I like like Ohio. I know my like state is four letters long. I can spell it with a chant. Cool, bro. P E M S. But yeah, but but like Ohio fans, they'll always do that at like weddings and like stuff that is like is like non-football. But uh, they'll be like, "Dude, you went to Ohio State? Yeah, I went to Ohio State." And then they'll do the whole oh, and I'm like. You're at a wedding. Like this has nothing to do with college football at all. Like, but well, I'll say to somebody if, if we're at like a wedding or something and, and they went to Penn State, I'd be like, "Yo, nice hat." I won't. I nobody from Penn State says randomly. No one will be like, "Yo, we are," and no one does that. <laughs> the only who ever do that is at a football game. Fun. Another funny story. I was a sophomore. At Penn State Harrisburg, and I was listening to the pod, uh, Painkiller Already, the podcast I listen to yeah. every episode. Uh, Painkiller Already, they were talking about uh, Japanese bug fighting. I'll never forget. <laughs> 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 and 
And I, I thought, I had my headphones in, I was sitting in the commons area, and I thought I heard a, a, a tour group say, We are! <laughs> so I, as a sophomore, sitting in a commons full of people, went, Pat State! We are! Pat State! We are! Pat State! Thank you! You're welcome! I don't think anybody actually said, We are! <laughs> I think I was just randomly sitting in the comments going, Pat State! Pat State! And so you were, so you were, you were, you were hallucinating that. <laughs> I must have been. And that was when I was, like, literally never had a sip of alcohol. Nothing. I think I had a, the only thing I ever did in terms of drugs or alcohol prior to my 18th birthday, two months Prior to my 18th birthday, I smoked a black and mild with some friends. That was the only thing I've done prior to that point. So I was stone cold sober, hallucinating people saying "We are." D- crazy. DMT, yo. So. DMT. <laughs> you ought to be meeting God at that point. I had a friend who made yeah. DMT. Do you want to hear that story? Oh sure, man. Well, what? So, uh, a friend of mine um, was really into drugs, and I mean, like. If, he, if he's watching, I'm not going to say his name, but if you're watching, yo, love you, bro. Um, but he was super, like, he was, like, a stoner prior to stoner being a thing for me. Like, I didn't know anybody who was, he was my first friend that was a stoner. He was also super into drugs, and so he, he made DMT in his closet, which has crazy-ass ingredients, like battery acid and shit, like crazy stuff. He made it and then tripped. So his first experience, his first trip, and he did three of them back to back to back, because that's what you do with DMT, for those of you who don't know, DMT is a naturally occurring substance chemical in your brain that releases tiny amounts. You know, at, at this moment, your brain has a tiny amount of DMT in it. He made a crystallized fake version of it and smoked it. Pretty much through a crack pipe, if you want to think of it that way. Um... He had his first hallucination, which he, he claimed, he was like, yeah, so, uh, you smoke it, you take a huge hit, and you hold it in as long as possible. And he says people either experience this total silence, like, like mind-numbing silence, or you hear a buzz in your ear. He heard a silence, so he heard nothing. <sighs> he exhaled. Within seconds, he was hallucinating. He puked into a bucket. It was just a regular bowl, like, kitchen bowl, everyone has one. He puked into it. He said that he saw millions of tiny African tribal people with masks on dancing, like with their masks, just dancing. Uh, he said all the shapes were really, really, really rigid, whatever. He passes out, wakes up a couple minutes later, nothing happened when he passed out. Took a second hit, held in as long as he could. That time, he heard the ringing, and he held it until the ringing was so bad that he had to like literally let go. Exhaled, puked, looked into his bucket, couldn't see anything like he did before. Saw super, like, all the edges of his world were, like, extremely sharp. He said colors were, were crazy. He passed out. He saw his roommate check on him. When he came back, he was like, yo, did you check on me? He was like, yeah, dude, I checked on you. He's like, I saw it. Third hit he took was when he made the breakthrough, which is what you're going for if you're doing DMT. So... Uh, he took his third hit, didn't even, he passed out prior to him even exhaling. He exhaled when he passed out. He just like, 
fell onto his couch like bad. Um, I just realized my mic is in this ear. Um, so he passes out. Everything's crazy for him in terms of like what he's seeing because he sees his roommate check on him, make sure he's okay. And then he said he didn't even turn, but his body was forced to turn the opposite direction of his body, and he was shot through the universe, and he met God. He said, now normally, I've met, I've, I've talked to a couple people who've tripped on DMT. If you're watching this, I have never tripped on DMT, don't really have any intention on tripping on DMT. Neither have I. Same and same. I, right, but... He said that he met God, and most people see God through one particular color. Some people have seen her at her. Every time God is a woman, by the way. Every time someone who's tripped on DM2 has told me, every time it's a girl. Uh, she is the, the green goddess of plants, or she is the purple goddess of the universe. People always see her in a distinct color. He saw her in rainbow. Which was cool because it was like all in and he said that they they talked, but not with words through telekinesis. Like God talked to him, they talked about his life and what he was doing, and then he and then that was it. I've heard of the, I've heard of that too. Like that you telepathically. That's a, that go that goes to my theory too. That in reality we're we're all we're all just forms of energy, and you know. All this is just like a, a body bag, kind of. Totally. And um, he he said when he came back, he felt super regenerated and, like, good about life. And then it was over. And it's interesting because when you talk to people who've experienced, like, life after death, where they, like, died but then came back... They, no matter if you're Islam, if you're a Muslim, if you're a Christian, if you're Jewish, if you're agnostic, if you're an atheist, it doesn't matter. Hindu, Buddhist, whatever. Every person experiences the same thing. So if you ask me my opinion of God, I think that we're all God. We all are the, pers- the, the super being that we are because of DMT. If you die, DMT, and, and your brain is intact, DMT floods your brain which gives you the image of talking to God. Who? What? What's after that? I have no idea. But at this point in my life, I'm pretty sure that the DMT that's naturally in our brain, that when you die, gets leaked out in large amounts, which is scientifically proven. That's what we imagine the afterlife being. That's where all of this came from. Do you think Moses actually talked to a burning bush? Well, not. Well, I I've actually heard that yeah, there is like a burning bush in like the Middle East, but the the reason why he says he talked to God, I I just heard this on Rogan's podcast the, the other day. The reason why uh Moses claims that uh you know, he talked to God is there's this burning bush in the Middle East somewhere that like really that like when it burns and like catches fire because it's like super dry there or whatever. It releases like some sort of like a hallucinogen or something. Yeah. So basically, like so basically, so basically, Moses was tripping balls and then led a and then led a revolution against Egypt. So which <laughs> which, by the way, we have no documentation besides the Torah of Jews being imprisoned in Egypt. But you know, whatever. Well. 
he was still tripping balls when he was doing it, regardless of if he took mushrooms or something prior or or not. And, and by the way, psilocybin, which is a non-addictive, totally natural substance, is being legalized possibly in Oregon. So Eric still can't do it because you work for the government, but you can because psilocybin lasts in your system for six hours or something like that. So trip on mushrooms. Well, as my uh, as my alt right guest will say. The Jews, of course, they're going to make up a story about being imprisoned in, uh, you know, Egypt because it's the Jews, so... Yeah, know. the Jews are all... Everything that's wrong with this country is because of the Jews. What? What? The, I, the, the number one hatred that I, like, of terms of people hating somebody because of race... Is the Jews? The Jews have been literally under attack since the beginning of their creation. Yeah, and I mean it's not—it's not necessarily their fault. I mean I understand they went to to what they call now Israel, which was somebody else's land, and they took over. But so did we. So like I don't condemn Israel for taking Palestine's land, but Palestine still wants their spot back, obviously. So you can't have a coherent multi-group of people because you claim this is your holy land. I totally understand like that whole issue. But, you know, Jews and, and Muslims, you know how you fix world peace? You coexist in the same land. It's, it's a how you do. it's a clusterfuck over, the, over there, so... Everyone's saying that they're right, and they're not hearing the other side. It's crazy, because I, since I lived in America, and mostly a Christian nation, I've always heard, like, Israel's the rightful owner, Israel, Israel... I met somebody who's from Palestine. And they were the first people on Instagram I saw. They posted a picture of them in the in the West Bank, and they were like, "Palestine is the real owner of this land." And I was like, "Holy shit!" Maybe there's an entire side I haven't been listening to. So I listened to their side. And I'm like, huh, "They kind of sound like the natives of America, who are like, this was our land. It wasn't even our land. It was the land that we were borrowing, and then someone took it and said it was theirs.' Like, what the hell?" Yeah, I mean. I mean, I've 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 heard both sides, and I'm like, you could both be right, you could both be wrong. I'm not really, you know. It's just, it's a the the, the weird thing is though is that like all of these, you know, is that like all these like weirdly anti-Semitic like alt-right people like Richard Spencer will will then, like, they'll be pro-Palestine, but it will only be because they're, anti they're like, extremely anti-Jew. So, right. Right. And whoever is anti-Semitic at this point, why? Eat shit. And the, dude, the dude who shot up in Pittsburgh, which, like, it's funny because Pittsburgh right now is, like, five hours away. In State College, it's about two and a half. Zero impact. It's to hear that Pittsburgh had a shooting. And... It was because some dude was anti-Semitic. Like, I, I'm told, I have a, I, I own a gun, okay? The gun is, like, within 50 feet of me right now. Do I have access to it? No. Because my dad has locked it. He literally has a lock that he's the only person with a key, so when I officially move out and not have, like, direct ties with my family, like, when I go home, it's not going home to my parents. He'll probably give it to me. I will happily own a, own a gun in my life. But when you're like, on social media, extremely anti-Semitic, and you say that the Jews are the problem of America and that you want to end the issue, you shouldn't have guns. Well, 
if if you are yeah. a person who has deliberately said that they will commit acts of violence against another person, you shouldn't have guns. I'm totally Second Amendment. Sam, I think you totally should be able to have as many guns as you wish. Because I know you. Yeah. But that's the hard thing about government. The government doesn't know a person. So why is it the government's decision to tell people who own guns? It should be the community. It should be, hey, this person, fucking psychopathic, shouldn't have guns. But how do we tell that to the government who's restricting and, and providing guns for people or allowing people to have guns? Like, we can't. The 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 weirdest thing, though, in regards to this whole gun issue is we don't I know it's cliche I know it's a cliche but we really don't talk enough about mental health in this Mm-mm. in this country we we really don't all listen uh, to quote to quote Dennis to quote Dennis Ma on one of his recent podcasts we we could we could take away all the we could take away all the all of the guns and people would still commit mass murder with sticks and stones and start like people want to kill will find a way to to kill like i i did a i did a podcast and this goes to the incompetency of the federal government um just in general but with that whole uh with the whole shooting um in it was here in Florida. I can't remember. It was it was the high school that like made all those high school kids really famous and made them political figures, even though they're high school kids and shouldn't Parkland. Be... Oh yeah, thank you, Parkland. Um, the kid who did Parkland. People, everyone wants to talk about the guns, but no one wants to talk about the FBI. The FBI was mo- the police and the FBI were mo- were both notified. Like I can't remember remember I can't remember the exact number, so I'm not going to misquote numbers. But it was it was some astronomical number. Like they had been notified multiple times that this kid was hey this kid is threatening to shoot up the school. Oh yeah yeah we'll 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 check it out we'll we'll, we'll talk to him. Hey this kid is. Uh, uh, thank you for thank you for notifying the FBI. Hey, th- this kid is. Now we're gonna do nothing like the government always so, does. So, so, and yet whenever the things thing happen, oh, we need to, we need to talk about the Second Amendment. It's like now we need to talk about the we all, we've already talked about guns and you know ammunition. We need to we need to talk about law enforcement and. Bureaucracies like how many, Jeff? I, I I would honestly be afraid to find out to look in the file files of the FBI or or of any police department and see how many of these serious threats have just been filed in like a back room somewhere. Like that 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 that's yeah. Like that's what I mean. It's it goes back to. Um, Brian, who's super against the police, it's it's back to his point, which is like they do whatever they want. Yeah, or or, or they or they don't do what whatever that or whatever that want. So I mean, and even with um, and even with the Parkland police, like the police, 
And the same thing happened with Columbine back in the 90s. When Columbine happened, the police were outside and they, they stood down waiting for orders from their, from their bosses while kids were inside getting massacred. And then finally with, with Parkland, the, the, only, the only reason why this, uh, why the shooter got stopped was because one, because one rookie cop was like, fuck this, I'm going, I'm going in anyway. Went in, got shot himself, then the entire SWAT team went in and, went. and, and fucking, uh, stormed the place. So, and by the way, I'm not, you know, usually I would say take him alive, but it's a school shooter. They should have, they should have just, this is this is why I would be a this is why I, I would be a bad cop because I would be corrupt. If I saw a school shoot, I would have no, I would have no qualms with uh, shooting him and then saying, "Oh my, my finger." Shoot first, ask questions later when it comes to the the safety of our children. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Brian has a whole interesting channel. Um, shout out to to Brian. He his whole YouTube channel documents. The weirdness of the Vegas shooting and how literally Vegas. Okay, I don't believe in conspiracies, but the Vegas shooting certainly does seem a little weird. Crazy, because because there was a because there was that shooting, and then we we've literally heard nothing on it from the from the mainstream press. Nothing at all. So, um, I want to ask you about the wall. the The wall. We're we're, we're gonna we're gonna build a a big wall. We're we're gonna make it. Uh, yeah, I I don't. Look, I first first Mexico was gonna pay for it, and then he was like, Mexico is not gonna pay for it, but you are. And then he was like, you are, or we're gonna shut the fucking government down. Which, by the way, government shutting down. <laughs> Which which let which, it. which yeah which <laughs> let it let it shut down. You know how much of my life is going to be impacted. Two percent because my news sources are going to be like, hey, government's down. What are we going to do? It's going to be like, live our lives. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like I'm kind of like I'm kind of like. Well, this happens. This happens every year with every presidency. They're like. The gov- Every time the government's gonna shut down, and then at at the last possible possible minute, it's like no, it's not. So, but um, no. Here's the thing with the wall. I I I don't think at this point it's going to happen. Should it happen? Maybe. Uh, should we definitely do something about our our immigration system? Yes, a- ab- absolutely. Um. Is it inherently racist wanting to build a wall? I don't think so. Otherwise, wouldn't every country be racist because everyone else has a border? But, 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 but will Trump do it? I don't. Trump said that Trump said that he was going to put Hillary in prison. Okay, and right. then the the day after was like, well, maybe I won't put her. I mean, she kind of is old, and I don't. I don't. I don't want to hurt her anymore, and I was like, "Oh, come on, come on, duh. I was going to like, "Come on, Trump!" I, I just, I just want to see her and Bill, 
in jail because I I know they've done something illegal. So, like goddamn mobsters. By the way, the U.S. government, according to Wikipedia, shut down in 1980, 81, 84, 86, 90, 95 to 96, 2013, and possibly 2018. So, under Reagan, minimum of three times. Minimum of two. Yeah. Possibly four. Well, I also love how, uh, not, well, I... I, I suppose it's time for me to rip on Matt's former employer. He doesn't really care. He would probably laugh, but I love how, I don't know if you follow Turning Point USA, but, you know, that they they always used to be like to shut down the, gov- the government, and now, and now they're like, the Dems wanted to shut down. We can't let that happen, and I'm like... Yo, I, I stopped subscribing. To, I, I almost started Penn State's chapter of Turning Point USA. I know. But after... After they screwed over Matt, I was like, I want nothing to do with them. No. Not a not a single... I don't even want my name associated with Turning Point USA, because they fucked Matt over. They, oh, they fucked him over? They fucked Kyle Foley over? They they, fu- they fucked a lot of people. But By the way, uh, you can please support the, uh, what, the Young Americans for Liberty chapter at State College of Florida, even though I'm no longer there. So that that that's another funny story I have to tell you. So, well, uh, to Charlie Kirk, fuck you. Uh, yes, I will. I will concur with that. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard stories about how basically, like the the student summit in Florida or whatever is basically just a big hookup. Um, well, no, to be honest, I'm not surprised because I think CPAC is about the same thing. Cause when I went to CPAC that one year, um, when I met Matt and, uh, Stephanie and Steven in person, I went to Matt's apartment, like the, the hotel room he was staying at in the Gaylord. And, Good lord, every per- every dude in there was talking about hooking up with some girl from the fucking convention. And it was insane. I'm like, bro, put your... And, and Matt asked me for fashion advice. And I was like, I'm the worst gay person to ask about this shit. You look good in both, I don't care. He, he, he should have he asked me, so... <laughs> you or Perkins or anyone besides me. I was just like, I'm no help to you. Yeah. I, I've uh, th- that, that that's the one reason why I want to go to Ohio. Literally, so if there's a if, if you ever make your your ass down to CPAC, I will go to DC. I might. I I I seriously, I seriously might. But but then again, DC is freezing in February. From dude, tell me about it. Tell dude, you don't. What's the temperature right now in your hometown? You don't have to say the town, but I'm going to AccuWeather right now. I'm looking up in Harrisburg. Denver right or, or, in Flo- in, or in Florida. In Florida. Uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, I, I'm I'm wearing a I am wearing a sweatshirt. This is the I this saw. Is, so, go Broncos. Although we're not, it's it's 61, which is actually cold in Florida. <laughs> What's on, um, uh, Broncos? Hold on, let me look right now. The score is currently 
17. Oh, they lost. Yeah, we. By one point. Yeah, we. Our. Yeah, we've we've had a we've had an intermittent year. Yeah, it's uh forty five degrees and raining right here in Harrisburg right now. So well, at least it's not snowing. It's not, not snowing, but at this point, I'd rather have I'd rather it be thirty degrees and snowing than forty five and raining. I I would much rather have the snow. Dude, I I, I it, it rains here so much. I I kind of feel you on um, on that. So. You Ireland, no kidding. Actually, they it rains there every day, but it's like a mist. Yeah, love it. Favorite country that I've been to outside the U.S. by far. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe we ought to go to I. If if we if we really wanted to, this is this is when the this is when both our podcast needs to get like super big money. We need to. We need to get like some major really big sponsor, maybe get Guinness or something to, to sponsor both our shows. Go out to Ireland, do a podcast in a pub, and just get shit faced. So, dude, I'd be sit out for the episode. So uh, I, I think I think Kumia did that one year on uh, com- Compound, actually. So, um, damn, we've been going for a long time. Yeah, we've been we've been going for about two hours and twenty seven minutes. Um, Jesus Christ! Only one dislike from Gabe. So, sorry, uh, sorry, Jeff got on your bonnet, Gabe. But as you know, <laughs> as you know, I I have I have divert. I you know I have guests who I don't who I don't always agree with. Or yeah, I'm gonna go to the bathroom one more time, and you wanna end the show after that? Sure, we can we can we can wrap this thing up. I sure. think. Give me I, one second. So uh yeah, I think this is my this is my second longest episode. Uh thanks for the nine likes and dislikes. By the way, uh, I rarely do this, but um for those who are interested, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SMDR underscore NDC. Um You can uh Oh, thank you, uh Maester Stillwater. Uh, I really, I really appreciate your, uh, compliment, I guess. Um, anyway, you can follow me on Twitter and, uh, Instagram at somebodyrunscrendc, gab at samwhitfield, facebook.com forward slash whitfield report, subscribe to the podcast on, uh, Apple Podcasts, and, uh, all that sort of stuff. Also, please subscribe to the uh, channel, and uh, I would really appreciate that. We're looking. I'm at like I think 89 subscribers, looking to get to uh, 100, so I can finally give this thing the official uh, URL of YouTube.com/forward/slash/WhitfieldReport. So. But uh, anyway, while while you were gone, I was just reading over my contact info and seeing that we have nine likes and one dislike. Ten for me, it's ten. Oh, ten. Yeah, let me let me re refresh. Uh, Yo, uh, Darnisha tweeted in my nineteen years. This has been the most random and wild conversation I've ever witnessed. The Whitfield analysis Saturday, the return of Jeff Hamill retweet. <laughs> 
I I I appreciate this. I I I appreciate that. I'll take that as a compliment. So, I don't think we've been the most random though. I've I've heard Joe Rogan go on some pretty hour long fucking stories about four, random shit. Four hour random long <laughs> po- podcast. We're we're doing we're doing two. This is nothing. So right. Uh, anyway, Jeff, also, while I'm, while I'm, uh, while I'm on there, I might as well see if there's a way I can make you, like, a, do I need to be alive in there with, uh, on the page to make you a, a, a mod, or? You might have to be. Okay. This is, this is, this is gonna get trippy, folks. Hang on, I'm gonna... I'm actually going to log into the chat as the uh, the Whitfield report to to give to give Jeff the uh, the wrench. So I uh, I just I commented hi so you can of, find my name quickly. Of, of course we of course we all know Jeff has a big wrench as it is. Wink wink. <laughs> wink wink. So. Oh how not wrong you are. <laughs> But but yes, allegedly, allegedly, right? Oh, well that that was weird. I just uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, yeah, I just I activated Siri on my Mac, so I was like, oh crap. Um, but what a bummer. Yeah. Um. Anyway, though, yo, this was a ton of fun. Two and a half hours bullshitting with my old friend Sam. Um, definitely want to do this again, and I, I'm actually considering for the new year to restart the old podcast, the JHP, and uh, getting some friends on there and talking. Maybe it won't be every week. Like, you have, like, multiple shows a week. Maybe I'll do... I, I, only, I, only, I only do two times per week. Which I know... Which I know... I know people are like, well, you... Only... only but, dude, I know people who do podcasts Every, Every day. day, dude. I mean, you you did a shout out for one of the guys on uh, Anchor, and well, you said he did like twenty minute podcasts, but they're every day. It's like that's insane. Yeah, it it, re- it really is. Um, yeah, it it really is insane. Okay, what what is it saying? Air ma- making local recording. Eh, that's fine. This is all getting archived on YouTube anyway. Hopefully. Uh, By the way, vaping on uh, all all show long, Baja Blast. Fantastic. If you're a fan of the drink, check out the vape juice. I don't have a brand. I'm not selling out, but Baja Blast, fantastic. You don't vape at all, do you? You just smoke cigars? No, I've, I've thought about maybe getting into, into vaping just because I've heard that you can get vape pens like and take them on campus. Like, that's the one... But I, I I don't know. I've also heard that like you know that like the vape you get like holes in your lungs if you do that. So we're yeah, all gonna I, die from cancer anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I know. A- er- Eric's saying only two time times a week. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I, I know I know I know er- Eric, but but believe me, and compared to like a- dude Adam Car- Adam Carolla, you think Joe Rogan Adam Carolla who kind of started podcasting. He does multiple podcasts a week. 
He does. Seven, eight. Yeah, he he he's made po- he's made podcasting just on his like into a multi-million dollar thing. It's insane. Yeah, the dream. So yep, it truly is. I'm I'm so glad though that I didn't end up going into broadcasting because radio. I think I I hate to say it, but radio I think is pretty much dead. DOA with, with with the arrival of podcasting, which you and I were both you know kind of on the forefront of. I think radio is dying slash already kind of dead. So. Podcasting is definitely the way to go. I, I mean, I love the medium. It just yeah. Um, over you know, for a, a shout out for myself, Twitter, twitter.com slash the JHP and SOC is one one nine social nineteen. Um uh, God I would love over over winter break. I think it's next Friday afternoon on Eastern time. Um my boss, the professor of the class and Bossum, a friend of ours from Iraq who got his house bombed by the US accidentally, uh they're gonna be doing a live stream on Friday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be tweeting that out. So it'd be cool if you guys show up. If not, I mean sure. Um, but I would love to have a conversation with you at least, even if it's just over Facebook chat about his, like, if you've never seen his story, I'll link you on Facebook, but like his story is insane. They're doing a live stream from Iraq, from, uh, it's a little bit outside of Mosul, which is the Northern section of Iraq. Um, Uh I'm super looking forward to that. It's talking about life and what is it to be an everyday Muslim and, um, for if Brian ends up, I don't think he's here anymore. But if Brian or Gabe or uh, the Jolly Roger, if they if they listen to this in in on demand, highly recommend that show. It'll be on YouTube.com/social19/live. Um, that would be super super exciting because you hear a totally different perspective. Uh huh. Totally different. Okay, I'm going into the uh, live. I'm going into the live stream. I just paused it, so now I can add you. Uh, hey. Now I now I can uh, now I can make you a mod. So okay, uh, add moderator and Eric. Since you're here too, what the fuck? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna make you you a mod too. Not sure that's such a good idea because. <laughs> Because Eric's a government worker with a huge power trip, so. <laughs> uh, so. But, uh, you are both mods now, my friends, so. By the um, way, Eric said, come to Port- uh, come to fucking Portland and you'll reevaluate the meeting to a lot of rain. I'm, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Eric goes, oh shit, sweet. Yeah, so you're. So you are a mo- you are a mod now. So I can't moderate another mod. <laughs> nope, you you can't. <laughs> Banning everything. <laughs> Bam. For those of you who are listening on demand, you really need to watch the show live because YouTube chat has been hilarious this you, entire time. You do, but but please also continue to download the uh, audio podcast uh, because always. Because that that that's how I that's how I make my money because <laughs> Ben Jeff, <laughs> so well, 
Jo Josh has the perfect comment. Welcome to the tool shed, Eric. So, so yeah, Josh is a really Josh Rogers is a, is a really good good guy too. So um, I'm surprised Zach hasn't showed up. Oh yeah, Zach Angel. He um, yeah, Zach's interesting. I I mean I love I love the guy, but he. He and I will, like, constantly get into, like, the most, uh, he'll, like, get into the most logical, like, long, like, he'll get into, like, a long-style, like, form debate, like, Jordan, he'll, like, have, like, a Jordan Peterson, like, philosophical discussion over Mar over Marvel movies, so. But. Yo, Marvel movies, way better than DC movies. Oh, yeah. DC. DC TV shows, way better than Marvel TV shows. Yeah, that, although I am fucking pissed that Netflix canceled basically all the, uh, basically canceled, like, Daredevil and all the Netflix shows. I, th I think that's because they're owned by Disney. Yeah. They're but, to the Disney new streaming service. Yeah, which, I, I mean, depending on how that thing is priced... I mean, I'm. It might be good. Idea. It might, but like, if it's like, a, if it's like, like I've heard that DC <sighs> Comics just made like an all-access subscription thing too. Yeah, it's it, called the CW. Well, no, but DC uh, DC Comics is now making like their own streaming service, like the like the actual comic company. It's like. A hundred and fifty per year, and but it's like a ripoff. Like that's way too much. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I don't, I don't know. Um, we're, I mean, we're in a time now where you, where you literally don't need cable. I don't have it. Same. It was, you know, it's so funny about. <gasps> Um, since my major was uh, telecommunications, um, super interested in the, the legality of internet service providers in America. And it's super funny because my parents, throughout most of my high school years, were like, I mean, internet's important, but it's not the most important thing. And I would rage because on like Xbox Live, I was lagging Gears of War and Call of Duty, and they're like, it's, it's nothing. And then my parents quit cable, well, technically DirecTV, but same shit. Um, right. Put cable and went to Sling, all on the internet. By the way, Sling is uh, headquartered in Denver, Colorado. Um, I know that. So. Yes, uh, and they're off of Dish or whatever. But um, as soon as they got Sling, they were like, "Oh, internet actually means something." So now we have killer internet here because my parents stream all of their TV. <laughs> yeah, where whereas like whereas like my mom once we moved here was like was like, fuck it, Netflix and whatnot is going to become so huge, like, we're not going to need, you know, we're just going to be able to stream all that, all our content, and, and she was right, so, we, uh, we canceled, we have, uh, we have, we have Frontier here, formerly mm -hmm. known as Verizon Fios, they were charging us for cable, uh, phone, and internet, like, Two hundred a month, no, two fifty a month. Now we just have internet 
for 60 and we have like top tier. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Can oh, they're they're always trying to push you towards some stupid bundle. bundle. My my yeah. boyfriend lives in he lives outside of Gettysburg area, like the Battle of Gettysburg, that area. Um Comcast is literally practically across the street. Oh yeah. Not not at his place. They have DSL modem BS. And I called Comcast, and I was like, so how much would it cost to get internet at their house? And they were like, we can't. Which goes on, we could do a whole podcast on internet oh, service. Oh, yeah. And how I'm, awful the monopoly is, and how the U.S. government should not be supporting it. We should allow Time Warner, Comcast, Fios, Google Fiber, any other type, all of them across the U.S. Your, literally, your area of coverage is the entire United States figure it out. Yeah, that yeah, that whole thing of net neutrality. Well, the government needs to step in and now it, it it really does. Well, with net neutrality, I I kind of understand. I mean, Netflix uses 30% of the worldwide bandwidth, and that's a lot. And so yeah, you can you can make them pay a little extra. It's I'm a not, lot. I don't have but, but think of how of like how massive their servers are though, too, just, just to like Power that shit. So uh, most of Netflix is based off of Amazon Web Services. I know that. Well, same same with my dad's company, Salesforce. They have they have a lot of their own. Your dad works for Salesforce. Yeah, my 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 dad works for Salesforce. So uh, so after so I'm going to USF now. I'm studying tech, what they call technical communications, which is it used to be called technical writing because. Uh, like pre-internet, you it was basically like, like writing instruction manuals for products, which is super boring. But now it's like more into like public relations and whatnot for companies. And uh, yeah, my dad is already kind of he hasn't directly said it, but I know he's pretty much already kind of recruiting me to work for Salesforce. Take it, take it. Yeah, which is yeah. I'm that's pretty much I think. Hey, I'm going to be making, uh, maybe not right away, but eventually as a technical writer, just in the field in general, I could make half a million dollars a year, 500K, That that's not... Dude, the amount of money that I'm making, you'd be like, and you're doing that full time. <laughs> you know, the, the, cool thing, the coolest thing about my job is the fact that I live stream uh, uh, twice a week, and I know more about live streaming than anybody else at the university. Yeah. So I have a really cool opportunity to become one of the heads of live streaming for the for Penn State. Um, potentially, you know, nothing set in stone, anything could change. But that's where my trajectory is going, and it's totally by hap, um, happens. Ha, what is the phrase called? Happenstance. Like it just so happens that I'm in this situation because of things that happen in my life. And you're in the same boat. You're like, yeah, my dad might get me a job. Take it, dude. If yeah. you don't need, if you don't need a master's degree, don't do it. I'm going for my master's next year because I need it to go past Penn State. <laughs> like, don't d d take it. If you're moving back to Denver, take it and then send me your address and I'll be there. Well, well, that well, that's the interesting thing. So I might still be in for it. I might. I might either way, I'm I'm probably gonna be I'm probably gonna be traveling and working a lot. Uh, with, like my like my dad because he travels and. Going, going. To, I'm probably going to be in California a lot, like even if I don't live there, because Salesforce right. is 
Salesforce is headquartered in San Francisco. So, um, San Francisco is a beautiful city. Oh, have I, you, oh, have I, have you ever I, been? Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been there twice. I, I was there, uh, I was, I was there once, uh, when, um, when I was like going into my freshman year of high school and then I think I went back like my junior year, if I'm not mistaken, of of high school. But yeah, it's it's been a while. Peep people are always like, Oh, you need to go to LA and I'm like, Have you been to San Francisco? No, but L and I'm like I've never San Francisco has um San Francisco has the most beautiful weather because it's the same twenty degree difference all year long. Yeah. If you're a fan, if you're like me and you love you absolutely love wearing jeans and sweatshirts, that's the place you need to go. And I mean, the, uh, here, <laughs> I knew we were supposed to end like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> that, 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 but, that's, um, that's fine, man. That, hey, that's that's why that's what we do, right? That's why I love um, that's why I love this. When I was in San Francisco, for, I went for a week. Um, between my junior and senior year of college uh, for a friend of mine's 21st birthday. She lives in uh, Mission in San Francisco. Um, two blocks away from the uh, Princess Diaries house, by the way. Um, I was at Mission Dolores Park, most famous park in San Francisco. Yep. I walked up. The, there's, a, there's a walkway in the middle of the, the park. And I'm walking up the, the, park, the, the walkway. And to my left, around this giant tree, there's like 40 people. And there's like eight or nine bongs that they each have packed full of weed. And they're just hitting it and handing it to the next person. And then they get the other one and they just hit it and hand it to the next person. And I'm like, yo, this is freedom right here. And then I was sitting next, uh, um, we were maybe like 100 yards away from the playground. And we saw a mom who was sitting on her lawn chair drinking a Bud Light right outside of, like, the kids' area, just watching her kids, making sure her kids are okay. So that if she needs to, she can walk into the play area and help help her kids if they get hurt or whatever. I'm like, you know, that's how America should be. We should be able to drink beer or smoke a joint or whatever, and as long as we're coherent and and we're able to help our kids, if you're getting to the point where you... If you're incoherent and you can't help your kid, obviously you've gone too far and you need to help. But, like, if you're just drinking a Bud Light, dude, that's the most American thing I've seen in my life. Drinking a Bud Light, watching your kids. The, 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 San Francisco is beautiful. I love the, it. The, the problem with California, though, is just in general, it's 13% income tax. And oh, yeah. It's, dude, it, it it's kind of so expensive there that it's cheaper for... Uh, most of the Hollywood studios to film internationally, including expenses for filming internationally. It's cheaper to do all that shit abroad than it is to do it in California. That's yeah, how Eric said. Eric said to go up to uh, to Portland, uh, wheel yourself up to Portland. That's a nine and a half hour drive, dude. That's a ten hour drive. Yeah. Up- Interstate five. Yeah, well, well, I, well, I, I, I would do it for you, Eric. But uh... <laughs> the most I might go up to Oregon is Salem. Yeah. So meet me in Salem, Eric, and we have ourselves a deal. 
Yeah, that yeah that yeah that seems fair. Yeah, and I I don't I don't know if, I don't know if I if I'll be going to to San Fran for sure. But what I'm saying is like if I work for my dad's company, I'll for sure. Uh, I will for sure be in San Fran a lot for work anyway. So, um, but oh. Uh, he can he can wheel his way up. Oh, by the way, Eric, I you you and I need to you and I need to talk uh, again. I just finished uh I just finished Peter Townsend's autobiography, so um that was neat. But anyway, Jeff, one last question before you go: What are your plans for Christmas? Do you have time off at all, or? Yeah. So um for the next work week i'm working from my parents house um which is super exciting but that's why i have two pcs here uh (laughs) because i have like 30 projects to do within five days um and then starting next weekend i have off until january 1st and then on the second i'm headed back up to uh university park state college and uh working so I'll be home next week. Next weekend, I'm going to Norfolk, Virginia with my family and then having Christmas down there and then heading back up. And then during Thanksgiving, during Thanksgiving was the first time that my parents, not my parents, but the rest of my family, like my aunt and uncle and cousins and uh, grandmother met my boyfriend. And so I'm really hoping that we're able to have him come for Christmas as well. Um, That would be really sweet. Um, So... By and large, oh, my roommate from college, which I don't know if you even know this, but um, the roommate that I had in my junior year of college, my first year at like University Park, like the main Pensy campus where Beaver Stadium and the football program is, um, the first semester I was there, I met a guy named Dimitri, who is from a tiny island nation off the coast of Madagascar. He actually ended up like... Um, becoming super close friends with me, getting an internship, moving to Lancaster. His mom, he still lives with my parents. He has a job in Harrisburg. Uh, he lives with my parents, and his mom came from Africa over. And so she's here for the new year. And um, it's, it's so it's amazing to have her here, nonetheless, uh, the fact that besides her awesome accent and them, the two of them speaking in French back and forth, I just love her hat, like being here. Um so Christmas should be really, really cool because I have Dimitri and part of his family, my family, hopefully Michael, and then uh, I'm going to definitely be going over to his family's house. And the following weekend, we're going to D.C. to go shopping. So fun, fun, fun! Yeah, crazy, crazy. The next two weeks, I, uh, I'm, I'm taking relatively uh, quiet this uh, Christmas. I went out for Christmas to Denver uh, last year and did. And stayed there through New Year's, so I, I was, I was gallivanting all around the state last year. So last year was my crazy Christmas. This Christmas, I'm just staying here in, in Florida. Uh, you know, thing things were kind of, things happened kind of crazy for the past week because, I think I told I I said in the Thursday podcast I had finals on Tuesday, and then I had like. A day of prepping for graduation on Wednesday. I had graduation on Thursday. Then I went to uh, register for stuff at USF on Friday, and then I and then I had the you know podcast tonight. So, um, so are you starting there next 
week or not next week, next semester, or are you going to wait until the fall? No, I'm 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 starting there. I'm starting there on January eighth. Um, so Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking uh, one class on Tuesdays and then one class uh, online. So I'm, of- I'm officially starting my uh, master's program next fall. So you're gonna be you're gonna be back in school again too. So well, I'll be I'll only be taking like maybe one or two master's courses. Here's here's the way it's gonna work. Um, I um, for next year I'm gonna be having pretty much the same job as I have this year, but I'll be getting benefits. Like if after I turn 26, I'll have health insurance and full time pay, like better pay. Uh huh. Um, and then I also get discount, like a huge discount at tuition. Um, and so I'm going to be taking some master level courses next fall just to say, hey, uh, Belisario College of Communications, I really want to take your master's courses. Can I do it without taking the GRE? <laughs> and uh, wait, so then I'll hopefully go get my master's. Wait, so. Belisario, as in the guy who, who, yeah, who, the guy who made NCIS, that, oh my God. He's, God, he, his yeah. family, he donated like $60 million to the College of Com. Literally the semester that I was graduating. Oh, okay, so, yeah, that that explains so, it. So, so Penn State's College of Communications is now called the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications because of how much money he's donated. So I am uh, I I was actually uh, the first one of the first graduates of the Belisario College of Communications. Wow. Right. Uh, so, are you are you an are you even an NCIS fan though? That's the that's actually the... I'm not. In the first time that I heard no. it, I was like, "Who is he?" And my mom was like, "NCIS, of course." <laughs> like, I have no idea. My, I mean, I, I I like the I like the original NCIS. My my grand my grandmother watches it um all the time. She kind of yeah. she kind of has a crush on Mark Harmon, I guess. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that that's interesting. So, well, uh, you know, that's good that you're having a good holiday. And look, dude, uh, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate. It was it. absolutely it's, a pleasure. It's been a blast uh, catching up. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, my one, uh, you know quote-unquote fan left uh but you know <laughs> hey, that, that, hey that that's his that's that's his that's his gig not yours and not mine so yo next time i'm on either have me or eric for the uh queer caucus or have me in uh what, what the hell is his name brian have me and brian and we'll have a, a friendly conversation not a debate We'll have a conversation, right? Well, yeah, we'll we'll have a we'll have a friendly conversation. In in the meantime, though, we 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 got nine likes and one we got no, we got ten likes and uh, one foul ball. So not bad. So uh, not bad at all. So anyway, folks, uh, thank you for tuning into the podcast. Thank you for uh, actually tuning into the last live show. You didn't know this, but this is the last live show of 2018. So, uh, hey. gonna I'm gonna be doing one last uh, Thursday show uh, this coming Thursday, and then I'm I'm gonna take a little hiatus as I always do for December. So, Jeff, you are my last uh, guest, as it were, for 2018, and I I can't think of any uh, 
any better way uh, to kind of end the year. So thanks for coming back uh, on after all these years. And who knows? We're, we're, we're definitely going to have to do this more regularly in 2019. So, uh, for sure. And, so. and next time I'll have my microphone, so I'll actually sound somewhat professional. Yeah, although uh, how do you think my audio sounded, sounded th- this your your audio sounds perfect for me. I, I still ha- I still have the Yeti. The uh, the interesting thing is, uh, people always complain about the Yeti, but they don't know how it really works. I I finally figured out that you need to turn the gain knob all the way uh, down so that so that there's no so that it doesn't pick up the ambiance. Um, right. I do need to get one of those. Uh, I need to I need to get. Um, it, it off the mic stand though because uh, yeah you should get one of those mic stands that like comes from the side and you can move closer and further that's yeah what, I, that's kind of what I have yeah I need, highly recommend I, I need I need to get a I need to get a boom boom arm so of course if you have a, if if uh, if if Penn State has any spare boom arms that they don't that they're not using it anymore. Uh, I'll shoot them your way. You, you can always make a donation to the uh, <laughs> to the to the Sam Whitfield Broadcast Institute. So, for uh, educational purposes, it's only educational purposes. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, all right, man. Well, well, well thanks for coming on. Uh, obviously, we'll sign off after the broadcast ends, but. Um, Anyway, uh, and, oh, anything that you that you that I should plug for you before uh, we sign off here. YouTube.com slash soc one one nine social nineteen and Twitter.com slash the GHP. That's it. So you're still you're. Oh, that that is one thing I want to ask you. What what's what's with your uh, rotating name change? But um, oh, it's because um, my current one is my name Jeffrey Hamill. And then it's comma PhD of propaganda. And the reason it's called the the doctor of propaganda is simply for two reasons. Number one, um, the organization I work for, um, I am one of the four members of the media ministry, which I I name the ministry of propaganda because propaganda is anything that's media related, really. Yeah. Um, and then I got an email from a student who. Um, so they, they can no longer take my class in, in the spring. And I said, no big deal, man. Like, he had another opportunity to be a, a professor's assistant for another class. I said, take that opportunity. It's right down your alley. Like, do go for it. And he emailed me back, and he said, Congrat-, he said thanks and congratulations on your recent PhD. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I changed my name to PhD of Propaganda because I don't have my PhD uh, hopefully one day I will, um, and then you'll have to address me as Doctor Hamill. Just know that. Yeah, um, that, that, but, that that'll be even better, folks. We have Doctor Ham. We have Doctor Hamill coming on the program. So. What are you, Doctor of bullshit? <laughs> hey, well, come on. Hey, well, uh, well, Alex Jones has a whole bunch of bullshit doctors on <laughs> on his show sure. all the time. So. And this is a good place for us to do an ad read. Let me do it for you. <clears throat> this episode of the Whitfield Report has been brought to you by Bone Broth. <laughs> it's been it's been, it's also been brought to you by uh, 
by Super Real Vitality Man. <laughs> Darnisha said in the chat, Dr. Sick Pig. My nickname is Sick Pig at work because my last name is Hamill, which is, if you take it backwards, it's Ham Ill or Ill Ham, so Sick Pig. So oh, Dr. Yeah. Sick Pig broadcasting live from... How many, uh, how many, how many times per week do you get the, dude, are, are you related to Mark Hamill at all? Per week? Probably none, but per month, probably a solid one, maybe two, like, especially if I'm on, like, a, a phone call with somebody, like, a company that's, like, not uh, yeah. Pennsylvania, if I'm on, like, a, a support phone call, they'd be like, yo, are you related to Mark Hamill? No. Not that I know of. I mean, probably. By the way, there was a girl who took uh, Social 19 last semester. Her last name is Hamill. Maddie, I was going to give you a zero for attendance because I never met you one time. Who the hell takes a class where their last name is shared with one of the teacher's assistants and you don't come up and say hello? Once. Yeah, I know. That's... There's not many Hamels in the world. That... I mean, you got to say hi. There aren't, there aren't many Whitfields in the world either, I, so... Exactly. But, uh, anyway, well, Jeff, it's been, uh, it's been a fun two and a, almost three hours, dude. Damn, we, uh, we did well. It's, three, it's been so. three hours and 12 minutes since we've been in this Skype call, so... Dude, it, dude, it, it's, it's now fucking Sunday, <laughs> so we, uh, we, we started this on, on... We started this on Saturday, and the podcast has gone into Sunday. So we're officially over three hours. Jeez, I I understand what Joe Rogan means about this flying by, though. When he when he does these, so yeah, for sure. Apologies to the uh, to the people listening to this on audio. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's entertaining. And if you've made it this far, well, then please consider supporting me on Patreon. Also at Patreon dot com forward slash Whitfield. We don't have any uh, rewards set up there yet, but we will in 2019. So, um, you go, and if you ever need any help with your show, let me know. Well, now that you mention it, no, we'll 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 talk. We'll I'll talk to you after the show. So, um, alrighty. Well, Jeff, thank you for coming on once again. Thanks to all of you who tuned in live, either in the chat or. Uh, you know, worked in the background. I know I always have a couple of those, too. So, thank you uh, for watching. God bless. God save this great nation. And uh, I'll see you on Thursday for the audio edition.